We're doing it. Yes. Hello. Right, I got some notes. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> so I was catching up on um, your previous pods. Just, oh, yeah. Just to, like, right. just, to, just to feel out the vibe, you know? And I was like, mm. oh, I'm going to ruin the vibe. <laughs> but but Why? Anyway, oh? Because, like, <laughs> I, I, I already knew that I was going to come in with a bit of, like, pep in my step. Good. Uh, which is fine. We need that. But um, I was like, this is going to be a different toned episode. Let it be known. <laughs> it should be. Yeah. That's I why was, we get guests on. I was putting some thinking to it as well. And I think, should we have a little disclaimer? Yes. I was going to disclaim myself. <laughs> before. Okay. Um, feel free disclaimer. to Disclaimer. Yeah. We are all teetotal all the time. <laughs> None yes. of us have ever engaged in any activity that would even be deemed slightly non-conservative yeah uh i wanted to disclaim that i don't want to glamorize the partaking of drugs but i I more wanted to share my experiences good and bad like i am no expert i've not taken a wide range but what i have taken i've got i've got experience with so yeah i i think that's the main thing um None of us are experts. Uh, we don't encourage or condone the use of illegal substances. If you are going to take some illegal substances, however, do please uh, observe harm reduction. Test what you're taking. Don't assume it's what your dealer tells you. Test it if you can. If not, take half a pill. <laughs> or even less. Because you never know the dosage. Yeah, shit. sometimes doses are like incredibly small aren't they and people take they, like yeah. three and then they spend like three days hmm. just like does someone have a story about this i wonder <laughs> yeah don't don't eat a brownie uh. and assume it's not working so you eat another right yeah, yeah rookie yeah. mistake yeah. yeah well i i've done it with smoking weed uh yeah where it's, i pulled a white on my second ever Weedening. Wait, third. Weedening. The weedening. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they call it, isn't it? On the street. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, every time I, I call it a weedening. Um, Can I just say, but, uh, what are you? You really made me laugh on your on a, the censorship podcast. Oh right. Because Josh ended one of the episodes with "We at the Zeitgeist support trans frogs." Oh yeah, <laughs> I fucking loved that. Because <laughs> you were about Alex Jones so long. Oh. Yeah, and I was like, "Let's clarify this." Fuck! If if I don't clarify this, people will think that we think uh, like trans women are actually gay men. Yeah, yeah. So I was yeah, like, yeah. no. We we got to do a frogs disclaimer. I loved that. I was like, what a, what a way to end the episode. It left me giggling. But uh, oh, also that's... merch idea for you guys. Do you know how many times you guys say citation needed? Put that. Sh- oh, I know. Put it on a t-shirt. That, that... Put it on a t-shirt. Well, I don't know. Podcast. I feel like um, we. I mean, I got it from the Yogscast. Oh, know about I you, don't Sam. know. Oh, uh, possibly that's where I. <laughs> I just thought it was Sam constantly well. saying it. I was like, "This is a this is a catchphrase." <laughs> yeah. Everything that comes out of my mouth is citation needed, though. I'm literally a walking citation. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've tried to do my research today. Okay, oh, so good. like I've tried to fact Someone check has. every like on my stories and stuff. I was like, right. Let's see what the truth is and what I thought, you know. 
So yeah, like I, I yeah. like what I felt my memory said, and then I looked up the actual things that would have happened on said substance, and I was like, oh, so that was true, you know. So it, I'm ready. For, it turns okay. out you didn't actually uh, miraculously start flying that one time. Yeah, it right. It was just your mind telling you. It turns you. out yeah. I can't blame strip, stripping naked on the drugs. It was just <laughs> no. <laughs> that, <laughs> it was just you. That didn't happen. <laughs> Oh. Paracetamol doesn't actually do that to you. Well, what's that about, right? <laughs> oh. mm. I had a wild time on antihistamines once. Really? No. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Welcome to the Zeitgeist. We're fucking off to Brazil to take mushrooms. Join us! We are joined by a special guest. Our friend, artist, philanthropist, entrepreneur, uh, boy genius, Alex Wilkinson. Yeah, most of those things are true. <laughs> Hello! Most of. <laughs> it's me. We'll leave it up to the listeners to decide what's true and what's not. Look, I used words that can be misconstrued for the most part. You know part, what? All so... of that going on the Tinder bio. It's official. That's straight <laughs> yeah. in there. It was really good, actually. Look, that would sell. If, if you, like, dropped a, a 50p in a charity book at one time, you're a philanthropist. I chucked one in a well once. That, that there counts. There you go. <laughs> Gave one to the witch. Did your wish come true? Uh, no, actually. No. <laughs> Oh. I went oh. to a dark place. Let's not open this way. <laughs> oh. oh dear. Oh. It all started out with a 50p. A 50p. A well. I'm a child. I ain't got 50p at that age. I probably it was like. Oh, a, you did it as a child. Yeah, it was very much. It was like a, I don't know. A two, what adult is going around yeah. chucking 50ps in wells? You need that money, Sam. Bro, I do. Throw throw money straight in that well. You're just wasting 50p. I'm the well. Give me the well. Well, maybe maybe not. <laughs> Wait, no, Sam. Sam's more of a, a spiritual person than us, though. Yeah. So you, I do. You, do you like see see a possibility of it coming back to you? Somehow? Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm I'm really getting into the whole Buddhism thing right now. Um, I'm actually reading, well, listening to a book called Buddhism for Busy People, mm. which is uh, which is really fun. But um, mm. yeah. I, I like to try and do my bit, put some good karma into the world, um, and it tends to come back. So sure, and it's sadly working. You brilliant. Sadly, <laughs> yeah, because you're so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, karma. That's the good karma. Yeah. It's it's you just caring about people. Yeah. Well, karma's a little bit different in its like. Uh, traditional meaning than like Western, the way we perceive it. Yeah, than than our white boy meaning. Yeah. Oh, I was listening um, to that on Joe Rogan. Not to call out Joe Rogan. <laughs> uh, it's already happened. Oh. <laughs> he has to be name dropped every episode. Yeah. And uh, Grimes's boyfriend as well. We have to yeah. talk about every. Episode. Actually, I don't want to call him Joe Rogan. Let's just call him the bald man who does the podcast. The podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was on about how in, like, I think it was Asia, they've got a total different idea of um, making themselves happy when it comes to, to make themselves happy, they give back to the community, and then it comes back to them, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
I like yeah. that. Well, yeah. They're a lot less of a materialistic culture, right? They don't need um, iPhone 12s <coughs> and BMWs to to be happy, which I can I'm, I can appreciate. You, I mean, I I don't know if you can reduce the whole of Asia to that. No, but. well, it, it's a very <laughs> generalization, but yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely in some parts of East Asia, it's uh, people think more communally than mm-hmm. they do here. Yeah, the whole thing with the masks it shows yeah, it. Like yeah. they wear masks to help other people, not to look after themselves. It's a selfless act. Yeah. So wear your mask, everyone, but not always. Don't be silly. Don't be driving along in your car alone wearing a mask. Unless you want to hide your face. Well, that's you true. Know, you're that's allowed. True. Wouldn't it be sweet if someone was listening to this podcast in, say, two years or so? They were, like, backtracking. And we're like, wear a mask. And they're like, what? What? Oh, that was a thing. You know? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe it will be more common to just wear a mask on public transport and stuff after yeah, this. Yeah, that's true. Because it, it makes <clears throat> sense... Or, or like at cons, yeah. people get sick at cons yeah. all the time. Don't Festival they? flu Stuff like is that. a festivals, is a yeah. big thing. I, I am always if I go to like a big festival, I'm ill all the time when I come home. Every time. Yeah. It's just new people. It's all those old diseases, diseases, you know. Yeah, it's all those um, all those people I'm having unprotected sex with. No. <laughs> we at the Zeitgeist don't promote. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> Rihanna, if you're listening, I don't... Go have safe sex. But, um, you know, you can do it protected or unprotected, as long as it's safe in some way. And consensual, you know? As long well, as yeah. everyone <laughs> is having a good time. How far do these, um, these warnings know, have to go? I know. <laughs> don't murder people, guys. Um, try and breathe, like, every couple of seconds at mm, least. That helps. But not too much, because um, that's pretty bad for you. Eat occasionally. Mm-hmm. Um, try and, like, blink, because your eyes will get super dry if you, you don't. Drink water. Yeah, drink water. Uh, so we're talking about drugs today. We are. Should we start off with all our views on on drug use and go from there, or, or what? I feel like we're um, all pretty unified in the way we think. No, I hate no. drugs. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to control it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, like, on the general points, I think we mostly agree on, on at least, like, the ethics surrounding yeah, drugs. I'd say so. I think we're all, like, live and let live, uh, be safe, um, probably, like, don't do mind-affecting drugs if you're a minor and your brain's still developing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I guess, I, are we are we unified on, like, on what government should do with drugs? Because I, I, obviously, I, like, think, well, not obviously, but I think ev- pretty much, like, everything that's going to be done anyway is uh is worth just decriminalizing yeah, right yeah. in at the very least um i don't think anything addictive should be criminalized it it creates a very vicious cycle 
um, in people's yeah. lives. It would be like if you um, made like having the flu or or the coronavirus illegal. Mm-hmm. So like it still gets passed around, and I guess you could say that it's like an individual's agency, right? Whether they choose to be unsafe and and not wear a mask or to to get coughed on you know you were hanging around with the wrong people yeah the wrong crowd you fool but but also we but don't need... it's a, like people are gonna get sick yeah from coronavirus it's gonna happen we we so don't why need... would you punish those people we don't need law enforcement uh to tell us doing something is a bad idea like alcohol yeah. in our society is completely legal for those over 18 mm-hmm. and i can go and fucking buy a bottle of whiskey and drink it and kill myself but i know that's a bad idea i don't need yeah. the the um the threat of uh incarceration and losing my job mm. and people coming into my life to, to to tell me that's that's a bad idea yeah you know um it seems silly so i, I mean we i like we, we uh, <laughs> you've done some uh, research right into like the history of the war on drugs Sam, yeah so did you say? i did because a... that's obviously gonna explain why some of this stuff that doesn't make sense to to be in law is like there's historical reasons for why it's been done yeah so drugs People or humans have been using drugs for as long as they were humans, and possibly even before that. This isn't a new yeah. phenomenon, right? It's not exclusive to humans. No. Yeah. Like, animals will get addicted to rotten fruit and get drunk mm-hmm. off it. Dolphins play about with puffer fish and get stoned. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and that's wild. Can you imagine someone coming and headbutting you to get high off you? <laughs> <laughs> Bang. <laughs> That, there's people who lick frogs isn't there? yeah mike tyson um famously you gotta lick that toad lick <laughs> that like, toad. There... <laughs> <laughs> um but no i wrote a few down that uh probably the ones that i uh, are worth talking about um so probably most famously on my list is the coca leaf being used in coca-cola mm. that was a thing um, uh, yeah, and the coca leaf is like really commonly chewed um, in Peru. Like Peruvians do it; they've done it for hundreds, if not thousands, of years. And it's a mild stimulant. Yeah, stim- yeah. stimulant. Um, it's non-addictive. So it'd be like it's, having a cup of coffee. Yeah, it's pretty good for you. Um, but obviously, Coca-Cola used to use it in their recipe, and then once the stigmatitis. Yeah, I can't get my words out. The stigmatization. Once it was stigmatized. Yeah. Um, once people started to be mad at drugs, Coca-Cola took it out, which um, was obviously a wild time. Ah. Yeah. See, like the popular version of that you hear is they used to put cocaine in it. Yeah. But I guess that's that would be quite different, wouldn't it? Like yeah. If they they did all the chemical treatments and stuff you need to do to make it cocaine. Mm-hmm. But other cultures use the coca leaf for a lot like it's a really useful plant when it's not being turned into cocaine 
Well, it's useful for that too. Well, yeah. If you true. want your business to have a new stupid idea, then like, it's, give, it's, give uh, them a load of cocaine. It's, it's, yeah, it's a great way of like spending money on stuff that isn't important because <laughs> you you thought that like um, making a a new app that turns all your Facebook messages into squawks or something was like the best idea ever. Do you do you think cocaine makes people think like that or not? Because well, so I hear. I don't know. I... <laughs> Some... Yeah, like people get very enthusiastic about things, right? True. That's like the general sort of experience I've heard from people who've done cocaine. Yeah, I I've heard, and I might have heard this from another podcast. I've heard the first time you do cocaine, it it like your brain mm. is a light. Like the your whole brain fires up, yeah. which feels amazing, but after that first time, it's never as good. And it's never as good. Um, yeah. But obviously, people can get hooked. So just save so. it for your deathbed. Go out with yeah, a bang. Just, yeah, just, that's what I was thinking. Before you like, die, would that be your drug just, of choice on the on your deathbed? No, no. shot of heroin. Shot of heroin. Straight heroin. As I'm dying. Straight yeah. to the dick. You know, I'm I'm gonna die tomorrow. Give me. She put me on heroin the whole time. That's fair. What a way to go. T- tomorrow's the big day and you're spending it with yeah. us. I'm so thankful. Thank you. DMT up the ass. That's, that's got to be my go-to. Up the ass. Just fire it straight up there. Hmm. You know? Really give the middle Because then you'll to the ascend universe. to heaven, like, before you even die. Exactly. <laughs> that's the idea. You just get to the godhead and say, what's up, bro? I'll just stay here, thanks. And that'll be it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, some other famous uses of drugs in history. Um, so, the oh, I always forget where it was, but the witch trials was it Salem? Yeah, Salem, the mm. Salem witch trials. Yeah. They they think, and this is disputed, but they think it was caused by ergot, which is a fungus that grows on um, grows on rye. Hmm. So they think they had a load of rye that was infected with this with this ergot, and obviously the whole town was eating it, and then would trip balls oh. without knowing it. Oh dear! So they'd see a load of weird shit, and they'd blame it on witches, which caused the whole witch trial fiasco. Um, so that must have been a wild time. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, it's it's one of my go-to's for like when you hear about miracles in religion right right like when you read part of a holy book and it's like everyone had fire floating above their heads but it wasn't burning them and you're like yep (laughs) shrooms (laughs) well yeah i mean ancient religions especially have uh have had a really close relationship to to psychedelics like, and you see it in some modern cultures, so, like, the Native Americans using ayahuasca and peyote um, yeah. for, like, shamanism. Sh- sh- shamanism? Shame. Um, so, uh, everyone I don't know is out there taking drugs, is the, is the go-to. Well, yeah, for the most part. I mean, I'm not sure how many adults I know that don't at least, like have a caffeine addiction right or or drink occasionally and 
these. There's something human about it, or not not necessarily human, but there, there does seem to be a pull towards altered states of consciousness. Right? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If someone's yeah. like, hey, this will make you feel really weird and see, like, flashing lights, like, sign me up. I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> like, yeah. If I'm not going to die, I've done my research or whatever, I've not, you know, I, I want to know what what's going on <laughs> but there's a yeah the curiosity right yeah fully is, is big if someone said to me hey you can smoke this and you can go meet god <laughs> like sign me up because <laughs> <laughs> it's it's real you know it's not like some some like the bible that was written thousands of years ago or hundreds of years ago mm. it's a real thing it's that you a... can do today yeah. Yeah, it's a real experience. Yeah. And that realm is just as real, if not more real than than r- the reality you're in right now. Well, okay, I mean mm. <laughs> Dude, it's real yeah, to it's you. Real to you in that if moment. you want it well, to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's in your but, head, but yeah. it, um, it seems as real as Yeah. This yeah. Sure. Whether but whether, whether or not... it's like <laughs> a thing that exists outside of your mind is a, a completely not to quote question. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, but just <laughs> is that Harry Potter? No, but no, no, the no. whole Dumbledore oh. death scene at the end. Yeah. Not spoilers. Of course, it's happening in your head. Just because it's happening in your head doesn't mean it's not real. J.K. Rowling wrote uh, that, so <laughs> like, take take that with a grain of salt. But, yeah. Well, yeah, true, true. But um, when you hear like separate accounts of people meeting the same entities on say like a an ayahuasca experience i know obviously you do have to take it with a grain of salt but there's something there you know uh, i don't know well how many of these people heard yeah. about this is it obviously there's societal um imprints when if you already have an expectation of what you're yeah. going to experience on a certain drug then you're more likely to well, experience Well, not that. even necessarily drug. Like, if, if I tell you, oh, there's a haunted shack up the road, well, every time you go right. past it, you're going to be like, oh, I think I saw something. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt a cold shiver up my so spine. So I think it's more of a like, communication thing, maybe, with mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But I, I know I know what you're getting at, though. Like, there is, like... Uh, yeah. dinks. Yeah. Which is fun. And the problem, the problem is because of the war on drugs we've lost out on so much research on on these substances not just on the hippie wacky you can go to an alternate dimension but But on the uses and stuff like that as well just because something makes you feel weird doesn't mean it's dangerous you know yeah no, yeah, I, I, it was kind of a little bit depressing, reading up on some of the the history of like the war on drugs and yeah, um, it's so sad. It's a shame that things that will medically help people have been held back from people because of mm-hmm. it being stigmatized or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, to people that don't know, obviously the war on drugs was kicked off in the seventies by Nixon, basically to. And, uh, criminalize hippies and minorities, right? They were the ones that were the the most against uh, the Vietnamese War. Yeah. So oh, I really wish I'd found um, a quote actually, where like 
either him or one of his advisors talks like explicitly about just oh yeah going after brown people this this isn't a weird wacky conspiracy theory it's it's proven mm. we know that's why they did it um and it's sad you know and you still see the ripples of it in society today i have a horrible fact for you if you want to hear okay. it well Go to continue the, the whole um criminalization of um certain races in america it's mm-hmm. an america specific fact there are 70 million people in this country with criminal records um, based on possession of like marijuana. Yeah. And there's a 70% chance of them being rearrested, even if they are released, because they're in mm-hmm. such like a, a low... Pa- it's, it's a horrible circle, like, cycle. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's and because th- they're not allowed to vote. Yes, that was shocking. Yeah, thing, felons. Which is disgusting. Um, so it's not like all criminals, but it's ones who commit a felony which is like a certain type of crime yeah. right i i don't know what it means exactly is it a federal crime or something yeah um because obviously state law and federal law are slightly different can can you well, imagine yeah. though like being arrested for just carrying such a small amount and then you won't be able to vote in your state for having a criminal record you can't get certain jobs yeah that follows you yeah you can't get yeah. custody if you're in a like a separated household now imagine that for doing something that's less dangerous to other people than like oh, getting yeah. drunk yeah the the war on drugs has done more harm to society than the drugs ever the the, the drugs themselves ever could mm. it's so i've got a few i've got a few stats so five percent of the uh so the u.s has five percent of the world population but 25 percent of the prison population Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you'd think that, oh, maybe Americans commit more crime. That's not the case. They're just as likely to do bad things as anyone else in the world. But, um, but yeah, they have this huge prison population. Mm. Um, African Americans make up forty percent of that. Wow. So. So yeah, and yeah. they're although white people are more likely to take drugs. Um, African Americans are ten times more likely to be arrested for drug use or mm. drug drug possession. Um, uh, it's worth mentioning while we're on this. Um, it's not to do with drugs, but uh, when in America they abolished slavery, there was a clause that um, is abolished everywhere except prisons. <laughs> oh no! Oh dear! Yeah, that is why. Um, the the prison population of america is like creating shitloads of the stuff that says made in america on it like if you get clothes in america that says made in america it's probably made by someone in a prison paid like peanuts that's a grim thing to know so that's yeah yeah, but it's a massive motivator for why they have so many prisoners Mm -hmm. because it's profitable yeah yeah, it's it's modern day slavery. There's nothing, um, there's nothing else to it, and it, it's a crime. It really is. It's it's going to yeah. be one of those things that future generations will look back on, with shame. For sure, it makes me so angry. Definitely, it's kind of unreal, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes. But we are seeing the ship slowly turn now. Um, 
not just in the US but globally. Hmm. Obviously, when it comes to drugs. Yeah, sorry, not not when it comes yeah. to the. Well, I hope with the subject of racism, like that, obviously needs to change. Um, I think we have made good good uh, good progress, there's, but there's been progress in some ways. Yeah, like culturally, definitely. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't say so much like, like economic, uh, economically and structurally. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the the changes with drugs. Yeah. So obviously, it's turned in a battleship. It's slow. Um, and in a, in a lot of places, including the UK, not enough. But it, it, we are seeing change. Um, obviously, like Uruguay and Portugal, they've gone down the decriminalization route, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Yeah. Um, but the, there's other places, so like Switzerland, uh, decriminalized heroin in the seventies. In the seventies. In the seventies. Oh, sorry, the eighties. Wow. Oh, sorry, wow. the eighties. Still, uh, well, yeah. still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so today. That's when Reagan was ramping up the war on drugs, yeah. and it was it was already getting unwary over there yeah so so how it happened is that switzerland was going through a really bad epidemic of of heroin use it was really bad so they tried a different approach where you can go to a treatment center Mm. and you can get free high quality heroin and you can have access to safe injection rooms showers clean beds clean clothes right Um, and while you're there they'll help you find a job get clean do so it it ends that vicious cycle the people that are there don't need to worry about fueling or funding their habits anymore Mm. they can focus on getting better and it shows 70 percent of addicts in switzerland get help today it's funny that you treat an epidemic like an epidemic (laughs) and it stops being an epidemic yeah it's crazy (laughs) crazy thoughts (laughs) So the the whole war on drugs idea that if you just remove drugs, you remove the problem. It it's never going to happen. No. It's if if you you can ask anyone, and the, the, you don't have to be people that are, even people that are very anti-drug. You say, well, can you imagine a world without drugs? Mm. Well, no. Well, let's try a different approach then, because this obviously isn't working. Drug use is up, well, or has been increasing increasing year on year on year on year. Mm. It's, it's not slowing so if if the same funding that they put into the war on drugs went into something else people would be outraged but it's yeah. just allowed this massive waste of money for for i don't know a moral high ground how many less drug addicts would we have if all that money was going into education um support for people who are poor like support for people who are addicted to drugs yeah. you you there, there wouldn't be as many already you can see it with um with tobacco right with cigarettes in this country the the rate in which people smoke has dropped dramatically in the in in what the 15 years that it's not been banned but been so there's obviously the smoking ban indoors, mm. obviously education, tax. No one, well, not no one, but 
that a lot of less people sorry a lot less people smoke now and we didn't have to ban a single cigarette to get yeah. here yeah it's true that's what's interesting about smoking is that it's people were smoking long long ago you know even our like grandparents generation they used to mm-hmm. think that smoking was fine you know yeah it was it was considered healthy yeah so like as time's gone on and it's been educated now it's in the people's hand to choose if they want to continue smoking you know it mm-hmm. wasn't ever outright made illegal you know yeah so that that is a good yeah. point yeah i think uh giving choice to people general pretty good thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> and obviously and it seems to work obviously you're always going to have the people that still decide to do it like there's still people that decide to smoke today yeah and that's fine there's no I, i've got no problem with people that choose to smoke cigarettes um it's their choice it's their body mm. that's the, the the main point if you give everyone the education and yeah. the 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 means to make their own mind up you'll find that um people are a lot more sensible yeah i think um like you do need to uh be able to punish or lock away people for certain things right you can't just educate people out of like murder no but uh i mean teaching people to to care about people is is good obviously (laughs) with that sort of thing because it affects other people directly yeah and it's obviously like universally bad you can't have murder that's like well you know just a bit of murder that's all right as long as you don't like overindulge right so that's the sort of situation where you do need to have like someone enforcing oh yeah yeah the, the, a law. the difference with that is that like murder obviously has a victim right you need to kill someone yeah which is obviously yeah. a very very bad thing but with drug use and drugs sorry i'm, I'm doing a lot no it's fine <laughs> um drug use only has a victim when it's um abused yeah well not just abused a lot of the problems people associate with the violence around drugs is actually caused by prohibition rather than the drugs themselves. So, obviously, there's 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 uh, street crime, sex work, um, gang affiliation. Like obviously, mm. we're seeing the knife crime sort of situation happening in London. Mm. A lot of that is over drugs, but it's also because they're illegal right people that are addicted and need to fund their habit they turn to street crime to fund that habit whereas mm. if the drug yeah. wasn't illegal they could go and get help like in a test center in switzerland i mean do you see much like knife crime associated with like alcohol addiction i don't feel like you do do you no because it's like it's fairly affordable yeah and but with drugs part of the expense is the illegal yeah yeah you're right so like there's these like shifty dudes and going around like obviously it's hard for them to like do what they do and then they're trying to like yeah um get you addicted and get as much money out of you as possible yeah yeah well so, like if it if it was legal that some of that would be happening you know <laughs> there'd still be some price gouging but it 
you know, it would be controlled yeah. or controllable. And it's it's not just the 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 use of drugs that that is turning people to crime. If if you're caught with drugs on you at the minute and you're incarcerated and you go to prison, um you come out, you have that on your record, so you can't get a decent job. So you fall back into yeah. the same routine of gang affiliation or yeah. street street crime to fund a yeah, habit. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't go into prison a heroin addict and come out not a heroin addict. Yeah. That you no. don't get any treatment or help. And I guess you're, in there. Um, you're not going to drug to drugs to jail, no matter how like wasted you get on booze, really. No. So like you're not gonna um miss out on future job opportunities if you're an alcoholic yeah obviously there is a lot of violence surrounding alcohol Mm. um it's it this is the hypocrisy totally this the hypocrisy is that even though alcohol is a a legal drug you can go out and buy it there's a there's a big cost to it whether it's like cirrhosis of the liver um domestic violence car crash it you know like drunk drivers um there's there's a big cost to alcohol socially and um i don't know no well just socially i guess physically um and physically yeah um so to say that alcohol is great and you can advertise it and glorify it in a, in such a way mm. even though it comes with this cost but oh um cannabis that apparently doesn't have these these side effects is is bad and you can go to prison yeah. and risk having your reputation destroyed um, is really what is what is the rational reason for that distinction yeah um, there's only the historical reason of we've you know uh, alcohol's been around forever and been like tolerated by the law but so is so but, is cannabis but drugs have been used to to like discriminate certain groups mm-hmm. yeah like can- cannabis has been grown by humans since we learned how to grow shit you know it was one of the first yeah. domesticated crops um so the the whole grandfathered in uh argument oh well we've had alcohol for a while like i don't get that at all no cannabis has been argument. around for ages like yeah the research has been doing but i think yeah. um booze has been like more a part of the the mainstream culture in like america and the yeah. uk it's been yeah socially it's whereas accepted. cannabis has been something um, not used by, like, the people in power that much. Right. Well, it's... Like, because it's, it's sort of an easy thing to make and grow mm-hmm. and stuff. I guess it was used by, like, people of colour mm. more because of that reason. Uh, You know, that's a good point. I, I could be talking I, about I don't know. Um, I, I know a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay. so I... I found out the term ganja today. When it it makes sense when you read it and see it, obviously. But um, the British Empire obviously uh, spread a lot of people around the world, and um, <coughs> the Indian servants in quotation marks that went uh-huh. to um, Jamaica apparently spread the term ganja in the eighteen hundreds, um, uh-huh. and that is partly, I think, why. Um, there was such a stereotype towards different races like having association with marijuana and maybe right. maybe that's yeah. part of the whole thing um as well 
Well, it's mm. it was for a long time in in Western culture it was um, accepted. You know, like the first law that um, that sort of included cannabis and hemp was a law to grow it. Mm. It was in like the eighteen hundreds because it was really useful. Hemp, especially for textiles, um, you can make like rope. Yeah, boats. you can make all sorts of shit. <laughs> yeah. From yeah. It's really good, but um, cotton was more lucrative. Yeah. <laughs> um, and hemp was more used by people of color, right? I, yeah. and Th- This is what I read yeah. somewhere. Queen, anyway. Queen Victoria but... famously, famously used cannabis for uh, menstrual pain. Oh. So, uh. yeah. So it, it was used, you know, and it was prescribed as a medicine. It's only in the last sort yeah. of like sixty or seventy years where we've we've really tried to shun it out for. Well, I've got the date. Reasons. Yeah, definitely, everyone's lost out. Apparently, it was nineteen twenty-eight. It's nearly been a hundred years since it was added to the dangerous drug act, drug acts in the uh, UK. So around the time of uh, alcohol prohibition mm-hmm. in the US. Interestingly, yeah. in two thousand and four. It was lowered to a Class C drug to help police focus on harder drugs and violent crime, only to be upgraded again by Gordon Brown's leadership to Class B again. But police across the country in past years have said that they'll be no longer targeting individuals for personal consumption since they have more pressing issues. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. (laughs) So that's interesting. I didn't know that Gordon Brown had done that. Yeah think i kind of remember it happening um but we were quite young then very yeah yeah <laughs> and i wasn't going around smoking weed when i was 10 i don't believe um, you <laughs> <laughs> i well, saw you on that schoolyard i saw you sam <laughs> th- this is right this is this is the thing i've come from quite a a normal british background when it comes to drugs where the the whole just say no and drugs are bad and mm-hmm. all this sort of stuff and then as you grow up and you do your own research and you do a few trips to Amsterdam, <laughs> you realise like you've been lied to in the most grotesque way. Yeah, you know, you just like what the fuck? The this most doesn't... grotesque way. <laughs> you, you you don't you you know you remember the adverts where you just you smoke weed and they that woman loses all her bones. No. <laughs> yeah. You know, do you um, remember that one? I don't remember that. Ad, what? No. <laughs> She's like on the couch, <laughs> but she's just like a deflated balloon. See, when you said grotesque, I thought your mom was just scaring the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah, like, what well, is she doing? Sorry, grotesque might be the. Oh, the no, I love it. The, it was grotesque. <laughs> it was all. It, it dude, it pisses me off so much. I'm oh. so annoyed. But yeah, you you just been like fucking lied to. Yeah, and part of that. I don't know. Part of it makes you think. Well, what the fuck? What else have have you been lied to about? You know, everything. No, <laughs> yeah, everything's a lie. <laughs> it. Uh, I don't know. I've lost my train of thought. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. I I totally agree. Um, it's it's that like it's worth thinking about. Um, what is it? you're told when you're younger Mm -hmm. you're just told because it serves 
the current like status yeah. quo of of who's in charge here's a and and where the money goes and stuff like that here's a little nugget and for you what is it that you're told that's like actually useful yeah so yeah here's a here's a little nugget for you the uk is the biggest exporter <gasps> of legal yeah. cannabis awful you know what i read it in association with so bbc was doing a little mini documentary right on cbd right. oil just because someone was curious and yeah. um okay <laughs> and they they found like um all of the cbd oil is imported from europe or america when we are the biggest exporter of um what what did you say sam oh like for like, cannabis flower yeah and they asked the farmer on the documentary, like, oh, what do you do with the flour then? Why can't I buy a UK-based CBD oil? And he's like, oh, it just goes to waste. There's a huge industry here that we're just throwing away, and we're importing it all, so it makes no sense. Mm. Yeah. Baffling. I can wow. believe it. Baffling. I was like, how? We, we could be making book <laughs> the UK. Yeah. What is, there, yeah. there is no sense in this decision. There's like a huge farm in Norfolk. You can go and see it. You can get it up on Google Maps, and it's just mm. a fucking huge weed farm. And uh, yeah, the the the, the hypocrisy has been shut down. So no, it's all legal. It's all it's all oh. uh, licensed by the so government. So we're a, we're legally allowed to grow and export yeah. it, yeah. but not yeah. to give it to or sell it to people here. So the company that grows it, right? Um, it was a guy who. Uh, owned a lot of shares in the company that grew all this weed and his wife was appointed the UK's drugs minister okay and she couldn't comment on the legality of cannabis because a conflict of uh what was it In- no? it was not a conflict of interest it was a it was something like that yeah she wouldn't comment on why cannabis was illegal but her husband was allowed to grow a shit ton of it in Norfolk oh my god yeah legally licensed by government it's just, it's just silly. It makes you laugh, doesn't it? <laughs> it's it's really so si- stupid. Oh my god. The Zeitgeist. Getting high off our own supply. Could you okay. imagine after this whole COVID thing, we have like an in-person podcast where we record it all <gasps> oh, in yeah. the same room? I definitely want to. I would dress up and everything. It'll mean I interrupt less. Uh, well, it's hard because when you don't have the context of someone, because you can tell when you look at someone when they yeah. want to talk. Mm. Um, yeah, that's what I'm that, saying. Without that uh, initiative, you can't. You can't really get it. So, that I think, unless anyone else wants to talk about weed, I think that wraps up the weed section of. Uh, yeah and and the war on drugs section as well i think right yeah Uh, i don't have any more to say on it Uh, um whether you guys do though so yeah the the the, basically uh, i have some notes on the on like the 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 prohibition and the fact that a lot of the problems people associate with drugs are actually the prohibition that causes it right so the making drugs yeah. stronger obviously like when you saw that during alcohol prohibition people didn't drink beer right they didn't yeah, drink, um, drink wkd yeah they drank the strongest shit they could find um which is you know as a, a from a production su- view 
the the stronger shit you can make in the smallest space possible, the more profit you're going to make, and the easier it is to smuggle. So, yeah. so when people say, "Oh, we've got this skunk, this 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 high potency weed," well, fuck, of course, that's why, that's what happens during prohibition. And also, it's not even that strong. When you look to legal states like Colorado, um, California. They've got some fucking strong weed, right? You, it's nothing to what we get here. Um, it's just more scaremongering. Um, and obviously, like, the violence around drugs is the prohibition. We've already got to that. Um, and that's it. <laughs> I thought he took more notes than that. But um, Well, do you guys talk about your that's experiences? definitely all worth saying. Sorry? Do you guys on this pod talk about personal experiences or is it always a uh, fact? Like, no, it's, it's no, always relevant. We, I mean, we talk about all sorts of shit. Yeah. You know, um, so yeah, experiences are something unique that we can bring to the table. So Go yeah. for it. Totally. Uh, bring as, the story, as Sam. The, <laughs> as the first, as, as the guest of this podcast, uh, oh, gosh. Why, why don't you go first? Tell us about it. <laughs> What uh, I mean, what drug did you take and give me the time, date, and location? So. The time. I mean, if if you want timestamps, um, do you, do you want gross? Do you want gross is, first or is this do recent? The, do you want the good or the bad first? Uh, this is recent, isn't it? Go go bad, sure. Go bad. Okay. People love it. Okay. Okay. It's... I mean, yeah. To start, obviously, I've barely taken anything on the grand scheme of things, you know. Yeah. But. To maybe an average individual who has, I don't know, just hasn't tried anything, I've probably tried a lot compared to that person. I don't, I don't yeah. know, you know? But for me, sure. Okay. So I guess probably when I was like 19, I'd say my first experience with weed was like just trying to hotbox in a friend's car in like the oh, freezing it's a freezing cold. It's a bad nice. idea for your first time. Oh, well. it sucked. Fully sucked. I, yeah. wasn't in, I wasn't inhaling properly at the time. I was like, this isn't for me. Don't ever need to yeah. do this again. Flash forward to like a year later, tried it again. <laughs> but I was uh, I was at a friend who shall not be named, who is not my friend anymore. It's house party, and right. um, uh, you could probably guess at some point. But um, there was quite a few of us there. And oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, his <laughs> his younger brother had a few friends around. One of which happened to be a dealer, and. Uh, us being like 20 at this point it's kind of embarrassing right. looking back because like those kids obviously were trying it at that age and here's me innocent being like oh let's try a bit of the weed you know <laughs> yeah 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 so um yeah like we were all in the garden sharing this this joint or whatever sharing it sharing this is how what? little i had had up to that point and, um, Were you worried about coronavirus? Yeah, this, this is where my head was going. I was like sharing something with another human being. I mean, what? I was twenty. I am now twenty. How old am I? Twenty-six. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's a good few years. Maybe I wasn't twenty. Maybe I was like eighteen. Either way, I was young and naive, and um, we were all sharing it. And uh, my God, did it hit us like a brick? So yeah. my female friend, who I will not shame collapsed she fully fainted after shit. after like 10 minutes the rest of us were in like silly like hysterics because you know stupid but uh, someone's just fainted hilarious oh well like we were all stood around one second i was looking at one person next second 
gone. And I was like, wait, where did that person go? Oh, they're on the floor. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like, um, and then, like, everything kind of chilled out again. And it occurred to me, like, oh, it hit her first. She's the smallest one here. Oh, no. Uh... It's going to hit all of us very quickly. And then that, that anxiety and also mixed right. with, like, me drinking a silly amount before that Ooh. point because it was at the end of the night. I um, spent the rest of the night violently throwing up in his parents' ensuite upstairs. So much so that I broke the damn toilet. Oh, man. <laughs> that was my that's, second experience with drugs. That's such a British experience of weed. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you'd, you'd think after those times that I would stop. I didn't. <laughs> like, but I, I could... I guess a quick. I mean, people have bad experiences with alcohol. They still go back yeah. and try and get drunk again. I, I yeah. every you know, there was a point in time where every weekend, every Sunday, I would pronounce that I was never drinking again, mm. and that would last until the following Friday. <laughs> yeah, weekend again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, for sure. So oh, continue. You really that do just... feel like that in um in a bad hangover, don't you? Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, right. Yeah. You got some good stories. Too. I mean, some happy stories. The next one's a little bit. Take it as you wish. I mean, okay. Um, I mean, so I've got to set some context. I will get to the drug. I swear. I just need you to know where I was at. Okay. okay. So I was I was in uni in. Um, so this is a non weed story. This is a non weed story. This is my right, only okay. my only non weed story. <laughs> Interesting. Um, oh. So. I don't know if you. I might have mentioned it briefly to you guys in the past, um, but yeah, I was I was in uni. I'd moved to Stoke, obviously, and I uh, I was depressed, and I was like, um, well, I I was on medication before moving to uni, and then when I moved right. to uni, I obviously didn't get a new GP because I'm lazy. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so uh, in in the midst of like me being a complete try hard when it comes to grades oh yeah plot twist audience i try my hardest at school <laughs> um, i know yeah not to break the stereotype of lazy stoner but no um Fuck, sam i thought we agreed not to have swats on the podcast i'm sorry, I'm sorry. you're gonna get <laughs> swatted um right sorry hold that thought i've just had someone walk into my house go so. for it um just okay. A random person? Uh, yeah, keep recording. Yeah, we'll. Yeah, we'll I'm, keep... I'm going to keep recording. Just cut this keep out, and cool. you can tell the story, or or wait. It's up to you. I'll okay. Wait. See you in a minute. Okay. If yeah, if he I, gets murdered, I was just we'll saying. Keep. Re- Sorry. If he gets murdered in the background, we're going to hear it all of it. Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, we can phone the police. Oh. I assume the someone is his <laughs> fiance. Oh, right. I thought you were assuming something else. I was like, that is so appropriate for this pod. <laughs> if it was someone else. I nearly said his name. Uh, wait, what? I I was implying it was his dealer, but I nearly said oh, the dealer's name, and I was like, nope. right. <laughs> but, uh, but you can always edit it out. Yeah. I'm trying wait, to... we can say Scoob, right? No one knows who Scoob is. True, yeah. <laughs> That's Scooby-Doo. The little I don't rascal. know if that's still his dealer, though. Uh, Where the know. fuck is my phone? I think I might have left it downstairs. Go for it, you've got time. Yeah, I might as well. Sorry, I'll see you in a sec. Hello, I'm back. Josh has gone to get his phone. 
So. Oh right. Have we stopped recording or we continue? No, we've continued. We wanted to hear if you got murdered. Oh, I I almost did. We would have evidence. (laughs) Sorry, it's Rianne. It's not a random person. Ah, okay. Sorry. Yeah. It's just my human fiance. As opposed to my non-human fiance. (laughs) I mean, you're trying new things, Sam. I wouldn't be surprised. That's it. VR has come a long way. It has. I I do plan to get one one day, hopefully. I've got... Hopefully, like, because my computer at the minute just struggles ever so slightly to to run it. So I'm hoping once I get my new graphics card, it's going to be a lot better. Oh, you'd assume your new graphics card would run this move. It it feels weird because obviously I have... I've got two cards on SLI at the minute, but because Mm. they're so old, they're, like, starting to get a little bit out of date. So it's hard to go... The idea that I'm getting one card that's going to be so much more <laughs> yeah. powerful than the two that I have. It's crazy how great these new cards are. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's, it's so silly. We're uh, we're really moving towards the singularity. I can't <laughs> wait. Oh, I've seen her. Have, <sighs> you, seen, have you seen her? <laughs> no. You know, oh, I nearly spoiled the ending. Watch her. No. You'll be into that. I will. It's uh, it like psychological. I... Oh. Hello. Hello. Go on. It, yeah. Continue. It's a. Uh... Oh, it's 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 um. So it's a, like a single guy, and he speaks to an AI who is basically his companion because it's the future. Right. But then uh, things change. Things evolve. Um, I don't want to spoil good. anymore. But the AI no, no. is voiced by Scarlett Johansson, so that's hot. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. The. I, I there's a book. I recommended to Josh, I think, one night when we were playing Minecraft, called "Sex Robots and Vegan Meat," or "Vegan Meat and Sex Robots." It might, sex it might robots. be that way around or the other way around. Vegan meat. Okay, found it. It's yeah. a book, um, and that covers like the future where we do have like, if we have a sex robot that will uh-huh. fulfill every need that we have, but yeah. thinks and acts and appears to be as human as any other human, mm-hmm. should it be treated as such, or sh- is it a robot? It's a that, really, yeah. it's a really interesting book. <laughs> I do think that'll be definitely a massive change in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, AI rights and all that sort of. Not to quote stuff. Overwatch, <laughs> 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 but they, they have Omnics and the, their whole thing is like they're conscious and um, but they don't have Omnic rights the same as human rights. Yeah. You know, so like that is the idea of like if robots do have consciousness at one point, mm-hmm. do they have rights? Should they have rights? You know. Mm-hmm. Well, if something claims it's conscious, we can't really yeah. prove it Deny otherwise. Them. Yeah. Um, so if, if say, your computer told you that it was conscious, you're not going to just turn that shit off, are you? So No, I'd be concerned and, about um, my electric bill, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I read a... <laughs> I listened to the, the the woman that wrote the book. I listened to a podcast. Well, yeah. she was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, hello. And, hello. Hello. And she talks like... I didn't find like, my phone, oh. but I found wine. <laughs> ah. Nice. It's, it's even better. Um, yeah, she talks about how like it, it. Some people like you can buy child sex dolls, no. and like yeah, and uh, people people have the argument like, oh well, we'll give people that are into that shit this, and that will It'll like stop scratch yeah, yeah to a real human, but it also normalizes it. Yeah, so it's it's illegal to import them into the UK, but it's mm. not illegal to have one. Oh, that's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about yeah. 
I was, um, as I was hearing you say this, I was like, wait, this is already on the podcast, but it's not. It's no. just one of our Minecraft Lego talk yes. sessions. This is what I was explaining to Wilkinson. We, 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 it, was just, it was a Minecraft conversation. Yeah, that's how we founded the podcast, because of our Minecraft conversations. Oh, beautiful. The origin so. of the podcast, Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> well, a l- most like of the time... running around on fences. Yeah. And um, chatting, chatting like drugs and... Sex and robots. Sex dolls, I guess. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'm uh, still recording. We don't condone. Is everyone still recording? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so I don't know if you want to restart your story and then we can cut this out. Oh, yeah, sure. Go. I forgot where I was at. So uh, I'll Let me give you a, a prompt. Oh, yeah. um, so is this a non-weed story? <laughs> yeah, it's my only non-weed story, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, it, for context, I was, I was in uni. Bear with me, I will get to the drug side of it, but... Um, so like before uni, I I was like clinically depressed and on like medication and shit. But when I moved to uni, I didn't change GP, so I wasn't on medication. I went cold turkey, like like an idiot. Oh wow. Yeah. So um, I was like trying to uh, crack on with my studies, and I was trying really hard, and I did manage to get top grades and everything. So that was that was fun, but. Um, I, I keep a lot of pressure on myself in general, and um, that only got worse, obviously, without... Um, well, I, I don't know if I believe in antidepressants, but that's a whole other subject. Yeah. I was, I was off meds anyway, and um, yeah, I was, like, not in a great state, so I, I replaced that with, like, going out, partying, drinking every mm. weekend... Another right. another great thing to do, which self medicating. Yeah, I I took up self medication, <laughs> and um, before I I tried weed, I uh, I tried one other thing before then, and um, it was really stupid of me. <laughs> was it was it uh, was it MDMA? It's MDMA, otherwise known as ecstasy, or well, it was in a little pill form. And, okay. Um, so my my friend at the time, who was also part of that party group of people who I'd get trashed with at the weekends, um, thrust it upon me, being like, "Hey, you seem stressed. <laughs> do you want to <laughs> trip balls?" And I was like, "Oh, yes." And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no and, questions uh, asked. No, no. Which was so stupid of me. I didn't do any research into it really because it was, you know, when you're at like a um, pre-drinks. You're already getting a few drinks down you. And then she pulled me oh, to yeah. one room aside and was like, hey, do you want some of this? I was already drunk. Of course I was going to say yes. Oh, of course oh. you were going to take it. Um, so, yeah, that that happened. And, uh, my God, I, I can't say don't do it. But right, I don't know what was in it. I don't know yeah. if I did take something pure. I don't know, you know. But that, we, we split the pill in half. Right. We had one half before going out. And then within an hour... We both turned to each other and was like, "Oh, I don't really, don't really feel anything." Oh. So we stupidly uh, took the second half, like within an hour, and then, um, like an hour later, my friend was just drooling on herself, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, you good?" Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then it it fully hit me as well, and I had one of the nights of my life. Um, don't recommend it fully though. <laughs> okay. 
But like at the time, had a great time. You know those uh I was trying to think what I could related to you know those kaleidoscope toys as a kid yeah yeah oh yeah. wow okay and you look through it and spin it so we were mm-hmm. on the dance floor and purely amazing like the lights <laughs> so good like yeah physical everything just was like so much more i mean it is a party drug or it was a party drug you know yeah but um the downside of it was um the come down took yeah so long it wasn't like weed and you just like chill and then you slowly fade off of it and everything's fine the next morning. I didn't sleep. <laughs> yeah. Like I was fully awake so long that, you know, well, I got home from the club and I was like still buzzing, you know. Right. And I um, I, I was awake long enough that I then became paranoid and it got yeah. kind of bad. See, yeah. I just stayed in my room all day because I was afraid of anyone seeing me because I was still living in halls at the time. So I was like right. sprint into the kitchen and back. Uh. But it still wasn't really a good experience for that side of it because I was like, I, I woke up the following day with really bad jaw because you get like, you grind yeah. your teeth without yeah. realizing. Yeah. I was like, I, but on the positive side, I did like all of my coursework. So, oh yeah. Nice. That, I mean, was it done well? It was done. <laughs> but that that was my experience with that. My there's photo evidence of it that I have since tried to delete from people and like it's it's a me in the experience had a wonderful time. Me looking back on it, a little bit cringe. Right, my eye yeah. my eye, eyes were like massive discs, you know. So yeah. I'd say if people were to try it, just do it in a safe environment, not like yeah. And also, do your research, know where you're getting it from. Just, yeah. Don't just, like, go clubbing and do it in front of everyone like an well, this idiot. Is the thing. <laughs> don't assume that because you don't feel anything, yes. that it hasn't worked. Mike yeah. learned that lesson. But yeah. why Why don't people know this? Like, they're not taught it in schools. They're exactly. taught drugs bad. Yeah. Well, They yeah. should be taught, like... If you're going to do drugs, mm. this is what you should expect or be careful with. Because obviously people make these mistakes first time with drugs because they haven't been given this education. And then that can end up doing awful things, you know. You could really overdose on something that... Oh, yeah, anything dangerous will happen that night. Well, yeah, this is the thing. Because... MDMA is illegal. Mm. Dealers cut it with a lot of shit and a lot yeah. of cheap chemicals that have a similar effect, but they're much more deadly. Yeah. So yeah, you, know, you don't you, get you, it with like food, at least no. in the UK, because there's <laughs> well, regulatory bodies for it. You, you don't get a beer in in a pub in the UK, and people go, "Oh, just just t- have half a pint first to see how it see how it gets you." Yeah. You know what you know exactly what you're drinking because it's there on the pump yeah. or on the bottle how much alcohol's in it. You know, because it's a legal regulated market. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, always a- another good thing with harm reduction is have a trip sitter, have a sober person with you. Oh yeah. In case mm. things go south. That's I think that- that's good if you're going to get completely trashed as well like maybe. Yeah. Well, if you're sometimes. getting sometimes if if you're in any sort of altered state of consciousness, if you're having a high dose, just have someone there looking out for you. Like I'm sure you'll have someone. Um, yeah. Yeah, and do your research. Know how long it takes for a drug to kick in. Mm. 
know how long the experience is going to last and know how long it'll take you to get over it once you've come down because some drugs it takes yeah. longer than others like yeah. with MDMA <laughs> I felt crazy <laughs> for like a whole day afterwards <laughs> yeah but yeah I don't it does sound fun it. though I mean yes I think now knowing what everything is to do with it more so like yeah. I would go into it again way more prepared I would make yeah. sure yeah, the you, environment you take right, less you know yeah 100% but that's as you say with education of it all like half of my stories or my bad experiences needn't have happened yeah at yeah. all because yeah, if yeah. it was regulated like alcohol and there was more education about it and there was mm-hmm. less stigma about being you know being a, a dosser or an idiot for taking drugs you know mm-hmm. I would have probably approached someone who I trusted or say there was a dispensary I would have gone up to the staff there and be like okay educate me what would be good for me, you know, like yeah, yeah. all these experiences needn't have happened. I didn't need to meet like dodgy dealers on streets and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a shame that these substances could potentially help people medically. Yeah, and they are illegal, but they're they're just banned, and it's it's a shame because if more people could try them in a safe environment, a lot more people could potentially be happier and healthier. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, and so, and like on, Josh. just have a more enriched life. Yes. Like, or just a better more time. More unique experiences. You know? A better what? A better time. So yeah. y- mm. a better experience on certain drugs rather than just a bad one or, or mm. yeah. possibly a bad one. So yeah, so with MDMA there are trials. Um it's with like uh depression, obviously. Um with uh, like compulsive disorders or PTSD, um, it's showing really good, uh, really good results. Obviously, we, we've had so long of scientific, uh, I don't know, throttle. It would be the right word. Like mm. this, this things, this sort of stuff's been shut down for so long. We're behind with everything else, so we are still learning a lot, and yeah. we have to wait for those trials to come out. So, but they are they are promising. Um, I had another point to make when you were when you were talking. Oh, yeah. So dispensaries like are obviously a thing. Mm. Um, I myself have visited one, and they're great. You know. Um, so in Amsterdam, if you so it's not mushrooms, it's truffles, which is the it's the same active compound, active chemical, but uh, the difference is it grows underground rather than sprouting up into mm. a mushroom but yeah you and you it's chocolatey yeah no they <laughs> taste crap um but yeah uh you go into a shop there's a dude behind a counter and he asks you what he's got a dutch expi- accent yeah he's uh he just he, he, he opens a big large overcoat to reveal copious <laughs> drugs uh, oh underneath God. the underneath the the jacket um, I was going to yeah. try and do a Dutch accent as well, but <laughs> I realised my Dutch accent was just a Norwegian accent, and I was like, okay, never, never mind. No. But, um, I was going to be like, hello, yeah. would you like to buy some drugs? Yeah. It's, it's, do you know that guy from Frozen? That's what I was just going to say. I was like, mm-hmm. Josh is one step ahead of me. I was just going to, woohoo. Exactly I know I know a Dutch show. guy as well, but he doesn't sound Dutch to me. He doesn't sound English, but like it just doesn't sound like 
um, a stereotypical Dutch accent at all. So I can't like work off it. It's annoying. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what a shame. Um, but yeah, this this dude he comes up and he asks, "What's your experience? What mm. you're hoping to get out of it?" And yeah. oh. um, like, uh, if you have any sort of anxieties or stuff, um, you buy some 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 little truffles in a plastic box, and he tells you uh, how to take them, how best mm. to take them, what to expect, and he gives you a little info, little booklet. Um, oh. So it's like visiting the pharmacy. That's it's so exactly cool. like that. It's yeah. perfect. So usually, so I've taken truffles three times, mm. um, all in Amsterdam. Um, and yeah, you basically what happens is, or what I've done in the past is, I buy them the day before I'm intending mm. to take them. I get up the next morning, I go out, I have a little bit of breakfast, and then I come back to the hotel room. Um, and then you you take them, and it takes about an hour for them to kick in. Uh, and uh, you can buy like different strengths and different doses out there so you have like a 10 gram dose or a 15 gram dose and they've got like a little star system so um, one will be like two star for hallucination but three star for euphoria um, or like one will be like five stars for visuals or or whatever so you know exactly what you're getting so how many for extra spicy uh it's they're always five stars for extra spicy oh yeah um yeah (laughs) put it in my curry and then i i usually i usually don't plan um what i'm gonna do on a trip but i've never made it out of the hotel room (laughs) (laughs) at least we're in a safe space yeah exactly it's a safe space we're comfortable usually like i throw on some comfy clothes and we um put some tv on and just whatever happens, happens. I've had some really good um, truffle trips. Uh, and I can't say I've had a bad one, to be honest. The problem is they're a drug that creep up on you. You don't realise you're there until you're there. Right. For, or the, at least in my experience. Um, yeah. So my first truffle trip, it, it was my first sort of experience in psychedelics. And uh, the first thing I noticed is the TV was changing shape. <laughs> and i was like oh that's pretty cool and then that was it that was just how it how it happens right um, and all of a sudden mm. you're seeing walls vibrate and um it was uh willy wonka's chocolate factory you were licking that wallpaper yeah <laughs> that is exactly how it is but yeah like visuals see the thing is a lot this is the misconception with drugs is that like you take these things and you see dragons and care bears and all that sort of shit Mm. it doesn't it's not like that especially not with not with uh psilocybin anyway um it's sort of like you see things in a different way yeah things move and flow and um and uh it's breathe i don't know it's hard to explain you have a, a big sense of the world around you. Yes. I've not done truffles or anything, but, like, I, I can say my state of mind completely changes when I, you know, I'm smoking weed. Right. And it, and it not to be all that guy, but but it really does change your mind state in a way that you're able to reflect on yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've fully had epiphanies completely. While yeah. I and I've I've wrote them down and you know, 
reflected on them later and I was like oh wow yeah that was some really good insight that mm-hmm. hi Alex said to himself you know what I mean <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. I've learned a lot, a lot about myself from you know smoking so I, I can understand you know like the the effects it can have on your mind it just it, it doesn't have to be dragons <laughs> with the pro cannabis community the downsides are often uh quite badly downplayed mm. you know it's not for everyone mm. it's not this miracle cure it's not yeah. i wish it was as well because I, I really like weed people <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know yeah, my my. It's the same with um, homosexuality. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I really like like just the LGBT community in general, like the mindset and, and the openness and yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm always like disappointed that I'm like not that excited about dicks. Uh, <laughs> keep trying. I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You tried a dick because. Like you tried no, weed, I and you know that you don't like that. So maybe yeah, it's, it's time. true. It's true. Try a dick. Why not? Well, if you're offering some, yeah, you can. I have to ask Rian, but it should be mm. fine. <laughs> Take one for the team. You know. Yeah. Podcaster buddies. Mm. Is the initiation? So. Oh shit! So me being the first guest. <laughs> yeah. Get in between us. Oh fuck. <laughs> Good thing COVID's a thing, eh? Like a <laughs> no. <Zeitheist> sandwich. <laughs> So, um, so what sort of say in ten years' time and the war on drugs is over, what sort of uh, what sort of world would you uh, would you like to see when it comes to drugs? You asking me or Josh? Any, both of you. Go on, Alex. I think you've probably thought about this more than me. You've probably got some good stuff to say. I mean, I, I I've said to Sam many a time. Like we've we've messaged back. And I've just been. Yeah very actively frustrated over the amount of times that I've not been able to get weed. No, like, yeah. that's not me being, you know, like, a massive pothead or anything. But it, the idea that I can't have the option to go with the dispensary around the corner or whatever and just get some, is frustrating. We need the, <laughs> because... we need the Uber Eats of the cannabis world, right? We mm. need the Starbucks. Yeah. To, so to hopefully yeah. within 10 years at least in England I'm hoping it's at least to criminalize well it's not yeah it's decriminalized it's still, yeah. and um F- and like fully legally decriminalized because at the moment it's like a bit ambiguous like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. just the police have like pseudo decrimmed it yeah so that as well um uh, I think some something we need to point out as well is um legalization doesn't mean a free-for-all right mm. people that are pro-drugs and and think say because I'm, I'm someone that thinks that you couldn't you should be criminalized for any sort of drug now should you does that mean anyone should be able to take any drug well, well no because we already have that with alcohol i don't think anyone at least under the age of 18 maybe even higher with certain drugs yeah. um, shouldn't be allowed you shouldn't be able to give dmt to a 16 year old Right, that's really no. going to um, give them a paradigm shift. Um, but yeah, when their paradigm isn't even done shifting from exactly. the drug of, like, uh, you know, hormones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I'd like to see, obviously, once we end the war on drugs, people that are already incarcerated for drug offences, not 
dealing or not violent drug crime, but non-violent drug offenders, people that are basically with possession, should be released, or they should at least be allowed to be put on parole. Obviously, you can't you can't say for everyone because people that have drug offences may also have other offences, and that's fine. But people right, are, but they should be done for those offences. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. But so say like in the US. Um, there's there's someone that's who's in prison for possession of cannabis and that's it yeah right what would you do say say you're in prison in california Mm. right before they legalized and you're arrested for possession of possession of pot what what would you what would you say should happen um like i'd want them uh fully like pardoned i guess yeah like and you'd abolish i, I think the... you'd have the the offense stricken from the record yeah exactly yeah you i don't you'd know ab- how it works when you change a law yeah to make a thing legal no it's... it would be something like that wouldn't it in some states cannabis has been made legal but people with cannabis possession on their record still have it on their record yeah, yeah. It which is incredibly wrong yeah i think um, which obviously leads back into that vicious cycle of not being able to vote and stuff like that. Um, yeah, you should be able to abolish uh, records of, of, of uh, possession of cannabis. But yeah, like with other drugs, hard drugs, you shouldn't be taking heroin recreationally. I don't think so anyway, not in my opinion. But if someone is is dependent on heroin, mm. they should be able to go and get help for it. And <clears throat> they shouldn't have to tr- turn to some shady guy who doesn't yeah. care about their health and their well-being um yeah to, to and get better people are gonna do heroin aren't they they're, they're so gonna do it so let, let's might let's as not... well have proper avenues mm-hmm. and then with psychedelics it's it i get caught up obviously like mdma is the the, the party drug and you should be able to take that but stronger stuff like um like ayahuasca and peyote and um, very high strength mushrooms sort of like a modern day shaman you should be able to go and see a trained professional that mm. will guide you through a psychedelic experience rather than that, you just buying oh, yeah. it and going I would home. love that I think um, <laughs> you, you should you'd be able to go to like a, a health centre or a some sort of I don't know a, a temple you know, maybe maybe not, but somewhere spiritually where you can go and you can have a clear set set in and you can have a guide through a certain experience. Maybe to it could just be a hotel. The local witch's hut. Yeah. Um, or like the, the local Premier Inn. Mm. <laughs> you know? That weird... Yeah, but like a, a specialised, like, getting stoned hotel. That sounds fun. Yeah, because a lot like because that's sort of they have stuff like that in some countries right now, right? You can well a lot of countries. If you ask the right people, you can find <laughs> right, spiritual yeah. retreats um, mm. that sometimes are legal, sometimes not. But yeah, the, some psychedelics are best taken, like ayahuasca, especially in a spiritual setting, because that's where you learn the most. And experience the most from from drugs from that drug as like um someone who doesn't believe there's like anything except what we can measure 
Okay. Uh, I I think I agree uh, in some ways. Like to be able to apply meaning to these experiences, I think is a good thing, mm. whether you like fully believe it's real or not. Yeah. Well, just because like, just because you think it's only stuff we can measure is real, it doesn't mean you can't learn anything from yourself. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. A lot of drugs allow you to look inward at yourself yes. in a way that you can't normally. Um, yeah. And some drugs straight up tell you not to do shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like, for sure, um, I've cut down on my drinking a lot since, since uh, taking drugs. Yeah. I mean, do we talk I mean, about alcohol? The um, biggest it's, drug? It's a I drug. mean, I've mentioned it quite a lot. I use it as, like, a yardstick for, like, how we should treat drugs. Mm. But, um, yeah, like, we we can totally talk about that more. Because, like, I don't... Just Is the rest of the world as bad as England? <laughs> in, um, British some people, parts. British people are very alcohol-dependent. Because I didn't realise how bad we were as a nation. Yeah. Well, I, I say bad, but I mean, like, culturally... England or the UK or what you know we are very drinking positive and it's been like that since I was a child because mm-hmm. I don't know about you but like from a very early age we're encouraged to take a sip of this beer or like yeah so it's very early on that it's fine to and have alcohol the know? whole yeah. British pub culture you know is like you have a good day at work you go to the pub you have a yeah. shit day at work you go to, you the, go pub. to the pub yeah <laughs> and like it's it's encouraged to get at least a bit wasted right it's like especially if you like go to uni or you're Mm. in that sort of environment you're surrounded by people of that sort of age they're like you know you're not cool unless you uh you play all the drinking games and get a bit crazy yeah yeah but um, I don't think Britain is the worst country or unique for it. Like, Australia's pretty bad. And yeah. there's big chunks of Eastern Europe that have yeah. it, like, a lot worse than we do. Okay. Um, I heard recently that um, it was used as a method of control in, in Russia. I think it was, like during the soviet union but i'm not sure when exactly Um, but it's a way of like um making like people dependent on something right so they're a bit easier to control right which i i was like surprised by sorry okay (laughs) the zeitgeist grinding information into a fine powder diluting it with flour and then giving you your first line for free to get you hooked But yeah, the the highest the highest alcohol consumption per. Ooh, let per me guess. Ca- let me guess. Let oh, me okay, guess. Okay, I'll let I'll <laughs> let you guess. I'll let you guess. Estonia. No. Fuck. This okay. might be citation needed. I'm gonna fact check this. Um. Per capita is this? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh. Uh, so, 2016. Oh, it's not even what I thought, actually. 
Well, go on. Uh, you can guess. I've got it up. Well, I just guessed. So, Alex, see if you can do better than me. Are we, uh, are we doing countries? Is this is this the game? Yeah. Uh, can I narrow it down to a continent at least? Uh, sure. All right. Well, in that case, Europe. <laughs> I don't know where this. Eastern Europe. Yes. Hello. What? Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 in Europe. Yeah. Where yeah, is it? Yeah, it is in Europe. I, I, I don't know, Poland. <laughs> well, go okay. on, give it us. Who is it? So, it's the Czech Republic. Oh. Yeah, wouldn't yeah I wouldn't have guessed that. Um, so, going down from 1 to 10 is Czech Republic, Mexico, Australia, oh. Portugal, Slovakia, Hungary, the United Kingdom, Finland, France, and Poland. Oh, so it's a little more central than uh, I was thinking. So this is the 2016 World Health Organization data. Um, So obviously it may have changed since then, but so Hmm. the the country I had in my head as a Hmm. little nugget of information was South Korea, but that may be wrong. Oh, yeah, they they um, they do like their alcohol, don't they? That rings a bell. So, do you reckon that's because of, of the Korean War and stuff? I, I don't know enough about history I, to like. It could be. Um, like, is it like post I think, stress? I think know? it's something like three million Koreans died. Yeah, it was fucking crazy, devastating. I would so be surprised if it's probably a part of it. Yeah, like. But, oof, I thanks. think they have a. I think they have a quite a culture of working hard and playing hard as well. Oh, I fully yeah. subscribe to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll just do the play hard bit. Thanks. <laughs> so, what but, was your guys like first times? Not not with, virginity. Uh, <laughs> with, with drugs. I mean, if you want to tell that go story, into salacious detail. I would love to hear it, but <laughs> I don't know if everyone else would. <laughs> um. What, with booze or, or drugs? Uh, we'll skip booze because so, that could have okay. been at the age of oh. five for most people. So. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I remember my first time drinking alcohol very vividly. Why? Um, I, because it was, it was pretty weird. So I don't know how oh. young I was, but it was, okay. the, it was the Queen's... Was it the Golden? Jubilee? Yeah, it was the Queen's Jubilee, but it oh. was like one a while ago. Um, that was... A long time. Yeah. Wasn't that like 2005 or something? We were in primary yeah. school, I think, because we got uh, commemorative plates. Yeah, I was really young. Yeah, I got a mug. That was it, a mug, yeah. Um, And my parents and me and my brother went up to Carlisle to visit some family friends. Mm. And, um, and they had like a street party. And mm. obviously there was a lot of families and a lot of kids. And just around the corner from where the street party was, there was a park. Okay. So mm. I remember it. So what we did is they had like a a big like all these crates of lager and beer and whatever else mm. um in this marquee and then like there was like long table on the street where they'd eat and stuff. So the kids would take it in turns when the the tent was free to like rush in and steal beer. <laughs> 
And nice. then once we had enough, or what we yeah. thought was enough, we went over to this park and just sat and drank. And it was so weird. I think I had like one one can, but the, yeah. I remember all the other, all the like, because there were some older kids there, like yeah. older than me at the time, and they were like, "Can you can you walk in a straight line?" Because <laughs> we had to check that none of us were like bladdered before right. we went back. Oh yeah, so obviously the, 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 the adults wouldn't know. Yeah, so they like the older kids made like us all walk in a straight line and and yeah, just just check that we weren't completely smashed. <laughs> What so, a great first time! I love that. Yeah, it was weird. I think back to it. Um, it was just just one of them things. It's a cool story to tell. My my son bought it was yeah. probably just like a Christmas drink and a WKD. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it anything like a big moment? Like... Oh my! F- my first time that I had enough to like feel the effects actually mm. was it his house. No. Wait, I should maybe I shouldn't say his first name on the podcast. That wasn't his first name. <laughs> Was oh. was it <laughs> yeah. the other Alex's house? I'm gonna bleep that out or something. Okay. At PlayStation's uh, representative's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had his. I guess I was like, um, like just gone eighteen or something. It was that summer before uni. Right. And um, you'd waited that long he, to what to, to have. To yeah. Have... Well, I tried some beer before and I didn't like it, so I just hadn't like. Also, and I was a good boy. Yeah, remember? this is when you were a good Christian boy, right? Yeah, right. yeah. I was a good boy. <laughs> this is a conversation I'd like to have. I have some questions. You've got oh, to yeah. dive into that we one should, day. We should definitely go into Relegai on one episode. Yeah. Maybe I should refer to it as religion instead of that. Oh, uh, yeah, that <laughs> helps. I was so fully that people confused. understand what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Really guy on, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay. Oh. I love it. Wait, you I mean, you got you got drunk at Sinc- uh that No, I didn't house? get drunk. Oh. I, I just um You felt it. I had like a cup of WKD. Oh. And it's like this is great. <laughs> and I I never turned back. And neither did him. I, I hear he still sticks to those same measurements to this day. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has changed. Uh, <laughs> Poor guy. This is this is in jokes though. <laughs> yeah, um, this isn't helpful. Sorry. Uh, but um, um, but every like most most British uh, people have a, a a story of being in someone else's house and and experiencing alcohol for the, like one of the first times. Whether it was a house party or like yeah, like you say, like a Christmas. Yeah. Or, yeah. Because like high school house parties were quite a common thing mm. and the thing is like my my mum and dad were pretty open about it they were like okay here's like a six pack of lager yeah go and have fun but obviously obviously i drank more than six lagers <laughs> yeah um but like to have uh i don't know because my parents were a bit open with it i didn't go crazy with it same same yeah until i reached 18 and then i was a full-on binge drinker um but it's all behind me (laughs) but uh yeah my my relationship with alcohol has has had its ups and downs i'm i'm not the biggest fan of alcohol anymore um mainly because my hangovers are getting way too bad like yeah same here um 
so I've started oh, moving away from it. But we, me and Alcohol, we had drugs. some good times. <laughs> More to come, maybe. Maybe. Um, I've mm, got... Definitely. I mean, you've you've got us. I mean, me and Alcohol aren't... aren't we, we are, it's not a relationship that's over. Yeah. It's just an evolving relationship. Yeah, it's... your side hoe. She, she yeah. still appears every now and again. <laughs> well... <laughs> I've I've noticed this a lot recently because I used to, I used to be that person that couldn't be in another room like I couldn't be in the same room with another person who was drinking and and not be drinking myself. Yeah, like that's pretty bad. Yeah, I it, as soon as it was uh, sort of a, a drinking situation, I'd be like, right, sound, game, you know. It's like permission has been granted. Yeah, like, it's yeah. almost as if like. Okay, it's cool. It's acceptable now. I'll drink, um, where which is obviously very bad, um, yeah. and it got in the way of uh, multiple uh, things in my life. So, to I feel like I've put that behind me now. I can go out like, like I can drive to a family event now and mm. and be able to drive back, whereas before that it just wouldn't happen. It wasn't yeah. even a possibility. It wasn't even a possibility that I could go to like a family function and not drink. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, alcohol is a hell of a drug. Mm. Yeah. So, speaking of, uh, first first experiences with drugs, right? We were talking about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What a pity. Uh, <laughs> mine, I, uh, I smoked some weed in a car park after my friend Stag do. And I, I barely really like felt anything. Did, did you have so, it to yourself, or were you sharing? No, what we was were the... sharing one between three of us. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the times when you go into those situations, it's mixed with tobacco as well. Yeah. So it's uh. Yeah, and we'd had plenty to drink already. Right. What was your like? What was your, I guess, opinion afterwards? Um. I honestly don't know if I felt anything. Like, I, did you come I away think... a changed man? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> did you did you have a negative outlook on it, or were you like, no, were you open to trying it? I was just like, I, th- I think this is making me feel kind of relaxed, but that's yeah. all I got from it. Yeah. What made you first... want to go for it, though? Like, w- did you have any off-putting, you know, because there's a whole stigma around it, we've been pushed, yeah. in, like, growing up. Was there no, any part of No, I mean, this was... No? like a couple years ago or something so I was, I was fully deprogrammed <laughs> yeah. yeah i was just like i i want like more new experiences yeah and i think i like kind of understand what i'd get from this so mm. i might as well give it a try mm. that's fair um at least it wasn't a bad time yeah yeah i was um i was kind of indifferent on on weed the first time i tried it yeah. Shocking, I know. Um, but uh, I like went to a party, and it was uh, like a, a party hosted by a friend of a friend, and I only really knew like one person there. Ooh. And the weed came out, and it was more to fit in than anything else. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and I, I I took like one or two tokes and obviously it was t- with tobacco as well so mm. i felt a little bit buzzed but again i was like okay this this is what it is and just kept on drinking so but yeah 
Well, at what point for you, Sam, like, mm-hmm. did you decide to fully lean into to weed? Like, was it the third time? Was it the fourth time? Like, when, when did you, like, decide, um, like, oh, this could replace alcohol for me? Like, you know. I mean, it, it was a gradual process because it's a bit different because obviously I live with Rianne. Yeah. Um, and I've been with her for a long time. She wasn't, um, she wasn't big on the idea of, of weed um coming from like a catholic background and it doesn't really interest her so it it took a while of sort of like um not convincing her but like making her comfortable with with it because obviously if you if if you've grown up with the whole drugs bad idea yeah yeah uh it's hard to sort of say like no no th- this is what it actually is and why and the how and everything and um it was only maybe a year ago where I was like, okay, this is something I vibe with. Hmm. So. But, uh, and then so you went all the was, way with it. <laughs> yeah, it was within, like, us re-getting to know it you. It really then. was. Yeah. yeah. That's fun. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a different person now than I was before I started smoking weed. Um, in a in a good way, I think. Um, yeah. Because hmm. I I dealt with a lot of like health anxiety, especially mm. with alcohol, um, and I wasn't in a really good frame of mind. I was, uh, I don't know, angry a lot of the time. Like, I was very, um, like a little thing was a mountain in in a lot of my life you know i'd get frustrated mm-hmm. easily i, I yeah. didn't sleep at all very well um so like it i i made a sort of commitment to myself to chill out and become more mindful and spiritual because i'm not a religious person at all so um adding a bit of meaning into my life mm. uh really helped and cannabis helped me chill out it calmed the anxiety um, yeah i i I use it in quite a spiritual. Well, not. Sp- I don't want to be that guy, but um, I use it it's to chill late. out and then meditate and uh, and reflect on myself and then yeah, get a really fucking good night's sleep. <laughs> oh my god, unreal! The oh. out like a light. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. What I'm missing out on by like not being into weed i mean because i i have like terrible insomnia it yeah. it was awful recently like i spent like two weeks um just like spending a, a couple hours a night in bed oh, that's great. just awake oh at least oh, i think it's slightly better right now i've like been fighting it maybe but, uh, like edibles are the way to go for you yeah yeah i'd like to try that um the 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 worry with that is like getting the dosage right yeah because you can really have yeah. a bad time on edibles i mean you'd start with a bit though yeah you? yeah of course like make one small weed brownie and like 20 normal brownies <laughs> you yeah. could you could even just try cbd i was just gonna say like the it's the benefits without the high. Yeah. Know? 
So you might just be able to sleep a lot better and your anxiety might be a lot better if you have anxiety, not to assume. <laughs> uh, and it's easily ingestible. Doesn't everyone? Like you, you don't have, have to yeah. smoke it or, or do anything weird. It. You just like either pipette it or you can get like creams. You can get little tablets. That's yeah. what yeah. I yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were taking it. I've only started last week. Right. Um, and life has been great. <laughs> the early reviews are in, so don't hold me to it fully. Okay. But how how do you know how much you're taking and how like I I take it morning and before six p.m. Yeah. Um, I could get a box if you want. Mm, send it to me. Yeah, that's interesting. What are your thoughts on uh, microdosing? I mean, <coughs> ignore me. Just having a coffee. <laughs> he's he's already getting started. <coughs> uh, he's he's trying it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, some some peppermint tea went down the wrong way. Oh my god, <laughs> it's a bit too hard for me. Oh, no. You know, I was so I was so teed out. I was, I almost made some <coughs> tea, but I've had like probably eight cups today. So so you've um, got wow. teetotal. So teetotal this evening, just on good old H two O. Ah, same. Cheers to that. Cheers to that, bro. I'll drink to that. <laughs> so no, we're microdosing, like yeah. Uh, I guess a lot of people. Are, it's kind of a new. Well, it's not. It's new to me. Mm. Um, it's it's coming up a lot. People yeah. seem to be discussing it a lot. I've not fully researched it, but some people seem to be having positive it's experiences the, um, on it. It's the zeitgeist right now. Am yeah. I right? Oh, <laughs> had to fit it in there. I got it. I got it. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I I I for certain um, occupations and stuff like if you're an artist or a developer or mm. uh, any form of creative, yeah. I, I can see why you would microdose. Not sure. to be the weed guy, oh? <laughs> but as as an artist, uh, the amount of times that because I, I as I mentioned earlier, it puts you in that different mind state. Mm-hmm. You know, I've. I'm a bit of a procrastinator. I'm like I work hard, but I have a massive struggle when it comes to like I overthink things a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of mental preparation before everything <laughs> in right. life. So like this has changed my life in the sense of I'm able to just chill, mm-hmm. focus, and have a new like idea going into things. So yeah. with art, especially like. Mm-hmm. I've had pieces of art I've been struggling with, and then I might smoke a tiny amount and then come back to it, just breathe through it, and then, mm-hmm. like, oh, that you, you'll see things that yeah. just... And it, so it, is, it has been really helpful, actually. Um, <laughs> with me, uh, it's... <laughs> this is going to sound so bad. So I, uh, I plan my builds uh, on Minecraft when I'm high. <laughs> I can see it in my head so much clearer. Because it's more creative, and I'm like... more creative about it, and I use different material. Well, like yeah, I can, I can sort of see it better yeah, and plan yeah, it better. I know what you mean. Yeah. But the problem is, I can't do it while I'm in that. Do you know what I mean? I just can't mm. get my head towards. Okay, I'll put this this here and this there. I have to come back to it when I'm sober. I suppose um, it depends how much you're taking as well. well in that yeah, moment. This, this is true. Yeah. Because we we're, we're ranting about all the positive effects of like cannabis and stuff. There's, I mean, there's a lot of negatives. There stuff are negatives, like, yeah, for sure. There's also the big. 
idea of like because it's better for you than say alcohol or whatever it means you can overindulge in it mm-hmm. no, <laughs> no. You, you shouldn't mm. smoke it like i even in the early days when i was trying it out it was very tempting to like smoke it every every day yeah you know because it's in your hands now yeah but, yeah yeah like have you ever had anything like that where it's like you've got to hold off on that yeah the new thing yeah know? yeah yeah um it's it's so easy it's it takes like especially if you've got like a pipe or a bong like seconds it's, it's just like a minute and yeah and then you're there in in 10 minutes time mm. um so yeah there's definitely a pull to, to towards doing it all the time which is obviously bad um it's different because um obviously i have to go out and go to people's houses and work and everything and, yeah. and drive and um driving under the influence is a big no-no you oh, shouldn't do yeah. it yeah um yeah. so obviously i have that barrier to me i can't just like roll out of bed and smoke yeah um but uh yeah there's there's definitely the temptation to do it all the time and you have to act on that for me as well if if i if i smoke too late like it, it, i usually leave it like an hour before bed if i if i smoke an hour before bed or or closer to bed I wake up with such a groggy head the next morning. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah, oh. just like a like a thick head, and I'm. I never get anything from it. That's why I like it so much more mm. than alcohol. I am clear. I'm fresh the next day. <laughs> I'm having a wonderful time. You know what I mean? Yeah, it yeah. ensures I go yeah. sleep really mm-hmm. easily, and I wake up feeling great. So yeah. I'm I'm living the best of both. That of sounds this. lovely. Yeah, it clearly works for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah. Which is why I I feel like it's such a shame for some people who like I mean Josh I guess like you want to try it and like you want it to work for you it might do you know at some point yeah the, the, in, the f- in certain situations and configurations yeah, like as I, I said earlier my first two times one of them was yeah. in a shitty car hotboxing and the other was violently throwing us yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so like my first experiences were bad so like you know you might eventually but depends if you want to carry on with it even with like mild drugs like with cannabis like set and setting matter so much Mm. that you the the high that you get is different when you're in a comfortable space that you recognize and you know rather than someone's house or a, a park you know um yeah so and 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 like i say the first few times I've smoked weed. It it wasn't it wasn't great. Like mm. I there's times in Amsterdam where I've I've had a pretty bad time on on weed um with like anxiety and paranoia and everything else. But when you're in a bar, which is essentially a bar in your coffee yeah. shop surrounded by strangers and it's mm. quite a sociable atmosphere. That can be quite intimidating when you're new to cannabis. Mm. Um, where it's different. If you can just like smoke and put some lo-fi hip hop on, and, uh, yeah, environments are huge. Just huge thing, zone out. Then it's definitely. I, I, it sounds bad, but it's definitely a skill to be in the right mind state. Yeah, to it definitely. Um, that's why I guess like just experimenting in your own bedroom or whatever yeah. on your own could be really helpful because mm-hmm. no one's gonna walk in. Well, maybe in some households they might but like if you know you're going to be safe to be alone for a while like you you could just try it that way mm. yeah for sure um 
I don't, I don't know. I've I don't got know a question for Josh. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, you we can edit this out, obviously. Um, okay. Because it, it's a personal one, more so. Because we we were at Sam's that time, and um, we we were watching that Ghibli movie <laughs> that I yeah. Yeah. somewhat regret putting on because I did what? not realize how wacky it was. For, oh, for dude, me, I it was such it. a good time. I mean, I great. loved it, but you know, I don't know how John felt about it. Oh, John was messaging John. me so much after. John what? was like, that was mind-blowing. He's never seen anything <laughs> like it. I'm like, no. Oh. I was like, how have you not seen things like was it? He was, was he so really? Early. Yeah, he's clearly not very well-versed in movies, you know. Yeah. So, right. like, every now and again, he was like, what? He, he was, like, fully, you know, like, a pure innocent child <laughs> yeah. being surprised. Because yeah. there's that moment where the, uh, the, fuck, what, the, the, what's it called? The walking stick with the pumpkin, the turn it, turn it head. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, he yeah. Get, yeah and John was like, God, I wouldn't be surprised if that thing comes to life in a minute. And it did. And he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we can get that, bro. But my, my question uh, was, was um, on that night, Josh, with you only doing it a limited amount of times prior, did you have yeah. any anxiety going into that night? Did you have anxiety during? Yeah. Did it ruin yeah, your experience? I mean, you know? Yeah, I, I did just because I knew I was like the least experienced there. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even that good at like inhaling properly right so i was like what the fuck am i doing <laughs> i don't know like how high i'm gonna get and stuff like yeah. that and i was kind of like like dead self-conscious after a while i was really trying not because like me and me and sam obviously would try and make the best environment for oh you. yeah we yeah, I, yeah. I, going into it i wanted to make it as comfortable for we everyone all, yeah 100 percent. yeah i, I got that i appreciate that so I was nervous for you and John. I, less more, less less John actually. <laughs> I feel like he has more experience. Yeah. Um. But you, I was like, I hope you don't get in your head and get paranoid. Yeah. While I mean, while I didn't too much. That's I was good. having fun because I was with my friends, like watching a silly movie. And oh, good. Stuff. oh good. Yeah. I'm glad that you had a good time with it then, because mm, that's mm. what I wanted. Um, I went into a shop. But I feel like time, I completely sober. I'd have had a similarly fun time <laughs> yeah that's fair, fair yeah i yeah. think we i think we would have had a good time sober anyway but yeah i oh, get what yeah. you mean it's not the best sociable drug mm. um yeah it's it's hard sometimes yeah i went into a shop for the first time stoned the other day oh, oh um, same you tell yours first okay <laughs> so i'm gonna go the loo while you guys tell this okay sure desperate, that's but... fair so um go for it so we were ordering so the white lion down the road is doing like right. takeout uh pub grub oh yeah it's great so i ordered like a chicken burger and i think laura had a lasagna i like the food from there as well yeah it was really nice um so not a sponsor no not sponsored <laughs> so uh so ryan was like oh i'll drive because at this point yeah. i was already stoned um but can you go into the shop and get some Prosecco and some other things. And I was like, mm. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you want me to do what? Yeah. Um, so, so I couldn't find a mask. So Rianne's right. got this one with like diamonds all over it. Oh, I'd love to see it. So, but what I did is I put it inside out. So all the diamonds were on the inside. Oh, no. But I kept thinking like, because to try and hide it, because it's just pure black on the inside yeah. so it's like oh, okay. looks like a black mask but i was like 
oh, the people in the shop can definitely see like the diamonds on the <laughs> underside of the mask, and like they're gonna they're gonna like laugh when I leave about how stupid I am. But um, I was dead particular. It was like it was like half seven in the evening. Yeah. There was no one else in the shop other than me and the employees. But I was so particular about the one way system. <laughs> So I went down one aisle because it was the aisle that the one-way system wanted me to go down. But there was one of the employees like with one of those trolleys like stacking right. the shelves. And I was like, I could have just gone around this person, but now I've come down this way and I'm going to have to ask them to move. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even, yeah. And I was like, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Could I, could I get past? And she didn't say a word. She just stood oh, up God. and like stood to the side. And I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. In your head, you're panicking. Yeah. I was like, she's so annoyed at me. (laughs) But on reflection, you're just like, she didn't care. No. On reflection. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So go on, tell your story. Oh, okay. So I accidentally did it. Accidentally? How do you accidentally? (laughs) So last weekend, it actually was... um, I was like, you know what? You never do. You never wake and bake. I, I'm right. someone who, yeah, yeah. who only ever does it on an evening to right. myself. In, just in the living room, you know, chilling yeah, yeah. with a movie or whatever. But I was like, let's just have a good day. You know, let's see what mm-hmm. happens. So on the, on the weekend, on the Saturday morning, I smoked. And then, like, I went about my day. And then inspiration hit that I was like, let's go shopping. Let's go test. <laughs> then I'd I'd completely gotten ready. I was fully dressed. Did my like my mind just did it without even thinking? Because right. in the background I was listening to music. I was bopping yeah, yeah, along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a great time. And then by the time I'd realised what was happening in motion, what was about to happen, I was already outside. Right. <laughs> I was I was already on the way to Tesco. You'd already committed. When, when it occurred to me, oh, this is the first time you will ever be high in public. Right. And then I just started grinning to myself. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a psycho. <laughs> and um, I was just like, I had to hold back laughter for like a full minute because I was just, you know. But It's I was so ridiculous, pod- isn't it? Being like it's outside. So ridiculous. I was listening to a podcast at the same time. So at least if a stranger saw me, he'd be like, oh, he's in. having a time. Yeah. But I distinctly yeah. remember there was a man walking his dog and he was heading right towards me. And I was like, right, be cool. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> and then I immediately looked at his dog and went, oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you've done that. Oh. And then the guy was like looking at me like, oh, hi. And I'm like, oh, hi. And I just like scurried along. And I was like, oh, wow, you're an idiot <laughs> yeah but i was just so happy to be outside and i, I saw a dog and my gut yeah. instinct was to be like hello you wonderful thing what <laughs> like, i mean one thing i want to say that to every dog i see hello <laughs> <laughs> one thing i want to ask is did you think the same when you got into tesco how like artificial shops look no no <laughs> i think that anyway here's where i like was really at. sad places sorry hang on Hello, I'm back. Josh is going to get water. Oh, yeah. So I remember being in the shop and I was like, look at all these artificial lights and this artificial food. And I was like, this is all fake. <laughs> right. Well, in was that in Bargain Booze or something? No, this was in the co-op. 
Oh, so do yeah, you know how it's course. all glass and like it's all one way now, really yeah. lightly, like brightly lit? Hello, hello. So no, yeah, I kind of that wasn't where my mind was at. <laughs> right, like I walked into Tesco and because if it was an empty store, I think I would have been quite paranoid. Right, you know, yeah, yeah. But because there was like a decent amount of people in there, right, I was vibing. You can blend. I had my mask on. I yeah. had my headphones on. No one was going to speak to me. No. So I was fully... No one could see the shit-eating grin on your face. Not, not <laughs> at you, all. Did you self-scan as well? Oh, you best believe. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> like I a was, pro. The best thing about it, though, it was one of the best shopping experiences I had because mm-hmm. I was just really... I didn't realise how much anxiety I had in a supermarket because yeah. I'm the kind of person who goes in, gets what he needs, leaves. Yeah. But I was casually walking around that supermarket just... Getting fruit and veg. I was nice. like, oh, I'll try this. I'll try this. <laughs> Came home with a bunch of food that I never... Tra- I've got mushrooms in there. Mm-hmm. Like, I've got fruit and veg in there that I never usually eat. Had a great time. <laughs> like, nice. the, the- it encouraged me to buy a lot more. The only time I was nervous was when I had to get the self-service lady scanner to be like, oh, can you come and approve this? Right. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. the whole walk home, beautiful sunshine. I had a great day. Fully recommend it. Oh. <laughs> Wow. I'm so jealous. But now, right now, you know you can do it. The world's open to you. You could be anywhere. You could go to the zoo. You could go to oh, the towers. Oh God. You could go to like Blue Planet. The, the aquarium. <laughs> You're opening his eyes right now. I thought Tesco was amazing. Never mind. <laughs> Blue Planet. Fucking hell. Uh, to our international listeners and maybe UK ones. I don't know how famous it is. There's a there's a great aquarium near us called Blue Planet. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's great. You should go. Not sponsored. Not, not a sponsor. Um, but yeah, could you imagine? It'd be great. This is the problem, right? And I'm quite the amateur of uh, high Being experiences. Like I've never been high in the cinema. Right. Oh, I've still got right. that ahead of me in life. Do, I feel like if I was like into it, I'd be trying stuff like that. Definitely. It's. I mean, as long as I wasn't too anxious about it. Yeah. Like that sort of stuff sounds like really fun. Yeah. Just going on little day trips. Or like Delamere Forest. Yeah. Mm. I still go on walks like every day at the moment. Yeah. I just bring a brolly sometimes. Nice. Or I just get a bit soggy. Yeah. I. Uh, I. Uh, yeah, being outside when you're high is 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 really fun. Like. I stepped outside the house once and I was like, holy shit, I'm outside. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh my god. Because I had to get something from the back of the van and I opened the van up and I was like, oh, this is like the, the thing I take to work. And I was like, <laughs> really fucking stupid. Yeah. No. The sun's in the sky. Th- that's what it's like, though. When you're, no, when you're in fully... a good place, like everything's yeah. really good. I fully felt like a Disney princess in the opening of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> On the way back from Tesco, I was like, the leaves, the sky, the sun. <laughs> I was, it was, it, to be fair, it was one of those really crisp, wind, like, yeah, you know, yeah. autumn day when it's a clear sky, the sun is shining, it's a little bit nippy, you know. And I, I just, I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm trying, like, with mindfulness and, and being present, I'm trying to bring a little bit of that into... Life in general. Everyday life. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, the other day, I was walk- driving down a road, and the, the autumn leaves were, like, really nice. And I remember thinking to myself, like, holy shit, look at this. This is nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
This is like no, it sounds silly, but being present is something that a lot of people aren't good with. No, me, me yeah. especially. I'm always in the past or the future. Mm-hmm. So those brief moments where I'm like, huh, I am really present right now. Yeah. It's really nice for me. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, I've been taking some time recently to like, if I'm out and about, like just pause whatever music or podcast I've got on, mm-hmm. and just like listen to like the the leaves rustling in the trees and the birds and shit yeah, i know yeah. it sounds corny no but like, no but it's, no, it's, for it's, real though it's, it's, yeah. it's a really good uh thing to do i, I think yeah, anyway with actually like experiencing your surroundings <laughs> people don't realize how often or how much of their time they're just on autopilot like yes. you find it a lot when you're mm. driving you get to somewhere and you're like how how well, i was just at this other place and now i'm here mm. And you've lost that whole whole drive, yeah. um, but uh, I forgot the point I was trying to make. Yeah, being just just even if you try and concentrate on something mm. in your in your field of view, and n- just see how long it takes for your mind to drift to something else, like what mm. you're having for tea tonight, or what's on telly, or all that song that you listen to. It, it's not long at all and no trying to shut up your internal monologue is a lot harder than people think yeah mm. yeah because um, i'm constantly well, do it just thinking about stuff that's not even relevant i'm like no just 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 stop <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean when i've tried to meditate i just think about thinking right well you can have <laughs> i don't like... think like traditional like sitting cross-legged meditation works for me but definitely like that sort of thing i think is good like but i think i get it in other ways yeah guided meditation meditation for for like if you're new to it that headspace Um, thing sam was like life changing. headspace not sponsored but i would recommend it to everyone yeah um the guy i used like the trial a bit yeah um, I just thought about thinking a lot. Yeah. See, it really made me focus on my body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's a good how thing. How it feels. Actually. Because it really helped me that. The way it guides you, it like sort of guides you inward. So you focus on the room and the sounds mm. and the space that you're in. Then you focus on your body and then the different parts of your body and then your breath, like the rise and fall of your chest and then just the breath yeah. and then nothing at all. And it guides you inward that way. Mm. Um, which I found really helpful. Yeah. Which I, I've had true, true, like recently um, with meditation, I've had experiences where the loss of my, the sensation of my body um, has started and I've panicked every time and I pissed myself oh. off. Yeah. Because I don't know, I'm getting in this, this, this anxious, this anxiety creeps up on me and I'm like, no, this is fine. This is how it, how it happens. Just relax. But mm. then, by the time I brought myself back into a, a calm state, that that experience is already gone. So here's mm. here's a question relating to that actually. Okay. See, so you know that anxiety that you got that pulled you out of it. You yeah. Know? Um, have you guys? I'm assuming yes. Had like bad trips to relate it back to drugs because there's moments when I've maybe smoked too much, that I've had a a, a very mini panic. Yeah. And then I have to internally tell myself like. Alex, you're fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll you'll be fine in a few seconds. Just breathe through it. And yeah, yeah. Then I'm usually completely fine. Mm-hmm. But if I hadn't practiced that, 
I could full on have a meltdown or yeah. something. You know, like a lot of people could definitely do that. Have you guys had particularly bad with alcohol? I mean, everyone has. Yeah. But <laughs> with a. Um, I've never been in a position where I'm like, holy shit, I'm going to die. Right. But I have had that way, that creeping of anxiety that you're talking about, where I have to sort of mm. take a step back and go, no, just take a few deep breaths. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're fine. You know, um, I I constantly tell myself like you can't overdose on weed, mm. like you're not. It's yeah, not happening. Reassurance. Don't worry, you're fine. Yeah, and then like you say, it passes, and you get distracted by the funny meme compilation that you've put on, and it's gone. <laughs> it's basically that moment when you're drunk at a party and you go and talk to yourself in a mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but internally. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I do that when I'm high. I look at myself in the mirror and be like, I'm really in this son of a bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, that's happened. <laughs> I'm really in here. I'm really in this meat sack. Yeah. <laughs> do you tend to love yourself more when you're high? Uh, okay, that's a very weird statement. I mean, like, uh, be more accepting yeah. of your physical my, being. My flaws <laughs> tend to seem like less of a deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. I can agree with that. And uh, I usually look at how fucking red my eyes are. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, true. But I do that thing. Do you know when you first started getting drunk and you look at your, your eyes and be like, oh, yeah, I'm not that drunk. Now I look mm. at my eyes and be like, oh, yeah, I'm not that high. <laughs> oh, you, you know what you should do? You, you, you want to fully uh, look back the following day. Take a few photos. Yeah, I, I've done it. I've done it. Take a few <laughs> selfies when you're high and then look back the next oh, day. So fun. So funny. So fun. Like, I'm grinning like a Cheshire cat up. Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, look at that smile. You so end funny. up in the weirdest YouTube rabbit holes. Mm. I remember looking at, like, I, I went down this, this, this video, uh, like, playlist of the world's best private indoor aquariums. Oh, and there's some insane. That sounds great. There's some insane things out there, man. This, this, these oh two guys. God. They have to dress up in a suit and they go to this like billionaire old dude who lives in a flat in London, which has like he has like full on Blue Planet in his apartment, and what? like this full on tropical coral reef aquarium. It's insane. I'll send it to you. I think at this point, um, are we. I think we've talked about everything that we want to talk about. Um, I mean, there was only like uh, one last bit. Okay. That I th- I thought it was like a good, um, a good little tidbit that you can shove in wherever you want, or don't. Okay. It's okay. up to you. But um, I know that Sam can relate. I don't know if Josh has seen the episode. Um, let me try and find the bit of writing so I don't fuck it up. Where is the guy's name? Are we talking Duncan Trussell? We are, but I'm looking for the guy who he interviewed. Was it the first episode? Oh, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. Okay. It, I think it was the first episode. It was... Um, oh, I, I've yeah. seen that. The one with the president and the zombies. Yeah. yeah. So, Midnight Gospel on Netflix. Not a sponsor. Shout out. <laughs> uh, the Duncan oh, shit. The, Russell. They're not? Duncan Trussell. Family Hour. Trussell? Yes. Duncan Trussell. With... Family Hour. Family Happy Hour. Well, that that particular Midnight Gospel episode right. really like changed my mindset on drugs because he had mm. David Drew Pinsky, commonly known as Doctor Drew, 
on the episode, who is a American media personality and addiction medicine specialist. Right. And and um, he spoke a lot about the context of drugs being good or bad. Mm-hmm. Because fundamentally, all drugs are just chemicals that have a reaction yeah. with the human body. So it's the context in which we apply the drugs mm-hmm. that could be harmful. So for example, a medicine used in hospital could be very helpful for for the situation but if you take that medicine onto the streets and then people abuse it that same thing that was helpful in one context could be really bad in another right so it's all about people's relationship with the drug more so than drugs being bad it's the relationship yeah and I thought yeah, that he little says thing... there's no such thing as bad drugs. Yeah, right? yeah, as a bad drug. So that just really changed my mind on on things yeah. after that. This, yeah, the, I think that's a perfect way to look at it. The stuff that people like, are shooting up on the street is the same stuff that like an old lady would get on a hip replacement, right? Yeah, like morphine. Morphine. Mm. Yeah, it's the same stuff chemically. So it's only the only difference is the context in how it's taken. Yeah, if you want like a a dumb dumb analogy, uh, bleach is great for like cleaning stuff. Uh, don't drink it. No, no, because <laughs> it's pretty bad. Like, don't have it's to really make... useful, but it's not useful in. It it can be harmful in some contexts. Yeah. We don't have to make bleach illegal, and everyone that uses yeah, exactly. it is put in jail. Yeah. So yeah, another thing is as well on like the flip side of that is like in like this like woke culture um a lot of people see psychedelics as like a a fast track to enlightenment you know a fast track to spiritual Mm. illumination it it's not that um taking psychedelics on you know won't necessarily fix all your problems they can definitely help um in used in the right context but nothing replaces professional help that's, yeah, that's all I have to say on that. <laughs> <laughs> what a lovely summary! Yes, good point. Um, yeah. I had a few quotes actually. As in my, I'm just Ooh, looking okay. at my notes now. So there's only two, but there were two standout ones. Um, so the first one is, quote, "If I'm not sovereign over my own consciousness, if I can't make choices about my own consciousness while doing no harm to others, then I am not free in any sense of the word." That was, end quote, sorry. That was Graham Hancock. I really like that. Great name. Yeah. He's a really good writer, actually. He's he's really good. Check him out. Uh, Magicians of the Gods by Graham Hancock. It's really good. Uh, and then a second one is, quote, You have to take seriously the notion that understanding the universe is your responsibility because the only understanding of the universe that will be useful to you is your own. End quote. Oh. Because that. that, that's by mm. Terence McKenna, my my boy. Uh, Terence McKenna, listen, look him up, famous psychonaut. Uh, he's he's written some good stuff. Do you know right in the early like psychedelic movement? So there's two brothers, Terence McKenna and uh, Dennis Dennis McKenna. Yeah, um, two brothers who were g- getting into the psychedelic scene. And they wanted an answer, like, why you have these experiences and um, what... Because, obviously, 
like uh, Native Americans have been using psychedelics for a long time. So they just they just fucked off to uh, Brazil, I think, um, at, when they were like our age, on a one-way <laughs> ticket, and they were like, "Let's go out into the jungle and take some mushrooms." Jeez. Yeah. Bye, Mom. I'm fucking off to Brazil to take mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine? <laughs> okay, I have die. fun, honey. Um, <laughs> do you want me to pack you some lunch? Obviously, that is a massive uh, short version of the whole story. And if you're interested, look it up. It's really fun. Um, uh, Dennis McKenna's talked about it on a few podcasts. Uh, I think I've come up with the intro, guys. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Uh, <laughs> Okay, go for it. Welcome to the Zeitheist. We're fucking off to Brazil to take mushrooms. Join us. <laughs> That's terrible. I love it. That is perfect. That's the worst intro. It's like, what are we no. going to? <laughs> no, that's exactly the vibe I want to give off. Oh, God. I love it. <laughs> Sorry, I was waiting for inspiration to hear it throughout today's stories, and that was great. Oh, it's a good way of doing it, actually. Sam's fucking off to Brazil. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that could be a good way of doing it. Whatever's the bit during the yeah episode, yeah. use we... that as like a, a hook. Oh, mm. um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I listen to uh, a lot of podcasts. One of my favorite podcasts, seriously wrong. It's uh, it's part of like my inspiration for doing this. Mm. Uh, they they have like little um skits throughout where they like play characters and stuff okay um to like sort of play off the ideas they've been talking about and like explore them a bit so they i think what they do is they like record a podcast where they just chat about the stuff right and then at the end they'll like they'll be like okay we we should do a skit about this and that and then they like pepper these skits in throughout oh, that's cool that's, that's, that's a cool idea yeah um sorry another it's totally worth a listen another thing i wanted to point out i don't know where this got lost but with um with dmt obviously it's probably the strongest psychedelic known to man um but and obviously it's on the it's on the uh prohibited sub prohibited substances it's it's an illicit drug um yeah. but y- you have it in you right now and mm-hmm. i have it and every human being on the planet has it your body synthesizes dmt in the lungs well we think it's in the lungs oh so it's not because they've been putting it in the water no 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 not, <laughs> it, um no you, your body makes this this illicit illegal substance it's already there it's already there <laughs> it's illegal <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all that's... human breaking news. All human beings sent to jail. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> we did it, guys. We ended the drug war. <laughs> yeah. We arrested every culprit. Yeah. But there's there's um there's like breathing exercises that is meant to release uh, endogenous DMT in your system. There's like meditation mm. practices. When you were... Were you trying that at yeah, one point? Yeah, I've done it. It, it. it. It's. I haven't fully. So it's called Bastrika. It's a. It, mm-hmm. It's a breathing technique where you essentially uh, overload. You, you you saturate the body with oxygen, and then um, try and go as long as you can without breathing, which sounds pretty 
uh, wild. It's not as wild as it as it sounds. Um, I've definitely gotten. I love the name though. I've definitely gotten some weird, uh, weird states doing it, but I'm, mm. I've never had anything uh, that you could call a trip. Um, it's quite yeah. energizing. Like you come out of it and you're like, "Wow, I could go to the gym. I could work out." So, yeah, that's cool. Um, so if you're interested, because I sometimes I really need the motivation to work <laughs> out. So yeah, Bastrika. Um, you're welcome to do your own research on that. And... Josh just takes up a breathing practice so we can finally work out. <laughs> well, no, like <laughs> no, I'm messing. <laughs> it's just some days I'm like, right, I'm gonna work out now, and I stand up, and I like start like you know, doing some stretches or whatever, and I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm like doing some push-ups, and I'm like, well, this is not fun yeah one eve but like i like working out a lot of the time so yeah i guess like getting your your body and mind into that state would be mm. like super helpful one way like the one way i approach that is that the i make the point that you never feel when you when you've when you've had a good workout and you come out of it you, you never um regret it right you never no. regret yeah. having a good workout so it's just getting into yeah. it afterwards like well, after you've worked out have a minute or two to sort of think about how you feel and how like how good you feel how like you've accomplished something and like really mentally get that in you that you've enjoyed this and it's not a chore hmm. um and that's a way good way i find to get motivation because it's hard it's it takes dedication to um exercise regularly yeah so um we can keep chatting but are we done with drugs should we end the yeah, episode yeah i think I we've so, talked yeah. about everything that okay we to talk about uh listeners we we love you dearly thanks for checking us out um you know share us around subscribe or whatever uh have a great day See you guys wanna <laughs> say Thanks for having me. Yeah, I hope you've enjoyed. Oh, you're welcome, dude. Hope you've enjoyed. Like, to be the first thanks guest. for, thanks for joining. It's a good one. Love you, bye. <laughs> Love, Love you, bye. You, bye. <laughs>